What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 99 of Beef's Beef. Almost to 100, man. Almost to 100 and a special Friday episode. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, unforeseen circumstances. Look at that. I'm sounding like you now. I know. That uh, forced us to move this episode to Friday. So I'm sorry for all you loyal Thursday listeners that we get you through that Thursday. Hopefully we can get you through Monday. Yeah, or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not Saturday and hopefully you like your family enough to be able to deal with them. I don't know, man. First of all, I know a lot of people who don't. Second of all, some people work on Saturday. That's so true. mainly for the second group, but uh, I guess the first group as well too. Yeah. So uh, first off, we want to we always want to start our show off with our with our sponsors, and we want to mention uh, my friend Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage. Shout out to Crystal. Appreciate the sponsorship. Yes. Uh, Crystal Lackey, I will say this, is definitely better at mortgage lending than she is at hitting with the person on third base with two outs. Yeah, that's a pretty important thing in the mortgage world. And uh, you were talking to her the other day, and she was mentioning right now is a great time to refinance any loans that you have. Um, She was saying mortgage rates are really, really good right now. So if you need anything, get in touch with her. You can call her at 502-615-0743. Again, it's 502-615-0743. But you can also find her. What's her website? Website is centurymortgage.com backslash C Lackey. That's centurymortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E.com backslash C-L-A-C-K-E-Y. I can't lie, man. I'm kind of proud of you being able to read that. I appreciate that, bro. That's, I practice uh, it for like a couple of days. I, f- I can see you in front of a mirror doing that. Yeah, but with the microphone and everything. Yeah. Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MLS 3925. Crystal Lackey, MNLS number 1735979. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So we always I'm, – I'm surprised you haven't interrupted me yet because – this is always, uh, I'm doing air quotes, your segment here. so Definitely my segment. Let's not get it twisted. The best segment on the show, it's the intro. And I didn't want to interrupt you because I appreciate Mrs. Lackey and what she does. It's Miss Lackey. Miss Lackey, excuse me. No disrespect. And um, I, I just wanted to give her her time. So now it's my time to shine. And we'll start off with a simple, easy one, right? Most of you know this, but episode 99 is what we're on. Number 99 is what we're talking about. 99 is the highest two-digit number available. Can't get higher than 99. Hey, that's... Mind-blowing. Yeah. Shocker. I thought that's a good way to start off because I knew you would love that one. The second one is kind of an interesting one. Um, September 23rd is a special day. Do you know why September 23rd is a special day? September 23rd. No idea. This is part of your trivia game, so you're going to start off 0 for 1? September 23rd is an important day. Very important day. Like, is this important in, like, the United States? Is this important to B.J. Cadle? I would say it's important anywhere that runs a 365-day-a-year calendar. I have no idea what calendar. it is. So it's 99 days left in the year. I mean, I, I was trying to really help you out with that 365-day one. Just couldn't do it. Um, September 23rd marks 99 days left in the year. Super important day of the year, right? Also, prices end in 99 typically, right? We've had this conversation before, but it's a psychological pricing. Um, They are based on the theory that because we read from left to right, consumers won't read the way all the way to the end. Um, So a lot of times if you price something $29.99, it really sounds like $20-ish instead of $30-ish. 
Okay. Yeah, very important piece of information for you. Um, but also, 99 is the atomic number for Einsteinium. And I know you're wondering, what in the world is Einsteinium? No, I know what it is. Okay, well then drop some knowledge for it. No, I mean, oh, I know what went, it is. Oh, you didn't want to steal I, my shine? Yeah. Okay, well, it was named after Albert Einstein. I know that's very shocking. And it was discovered in the debris of the first H-bomb, which was dropped in what year? The first H-bomb? H-bomb. Not like H-E-double hockey sticks, like, you know, hydrogen H-bomb. No, I, that's why I was, I, I was making sure you said H-bomb. First H-bomb, uh, I'm going to go. If you couldn't tell, I made my trivia a little bit tougher this week. Uh, I mean, give me a decade. The 50s. 50s is correct. So you're one for two. 1952 is the year. I was of the honestly H-ball. going to say 57. So I'm glad I didn't guess that. When I was getting into my wrestling career, that was actually potentially going to be my finishing move, the H bomb. I don't know why it was going to be the H bomb, but it, it just sounded like that would work for me, right? Um, but now we'll go into some music. I know you're a big fan of music. I know I a lot of our I listeners. Do like music. And I think you know where this is going, right? Number one song in 99? No. Um, but. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. What? what no. Classic. That's not a classic. It's a classic way to get beat up in a car ride. I would say it's a classic. You would say it's a classic way to get beat up. I think those two can coexist, but you have to give a shout-out to 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Neither of us drink beer. Neither of us like beer. No offense, beer. Hopefully we can get a beer sponsor oh, one no, day. Oh, no, all the offense. Beer's gross. Well, if we get a sponsor one day, I think that would work out just fine, but... Yeah, not not beer fans here. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. You got to give some respect to that. Uh, moving on to another song, though. This is the one that I thought maybe you would possibly know. Uh, a, a little classic ditty called 99 Problems by the greatest rapper of all time. Uh, Tupac doesn't have a song called 99 Problems. No, uh, that was Jay-Z, the greatest rapper of all time is what I said. Jay-Z's not in the top five of all time. So anyways, 99 Problems off the Black Album, nominated for Grammy Award, Best Rap Song in the Year, MTV Video Music Award, Video of the Year, MTV Video Music Award, Best Male Video, BET Video of the Year. Do you know, trivia question time, do you know what song and video beat him out in most of those categories. You actually have two of them. So first one, I'll give you the MTV Video Music Award Video of the Year. What beat him in that? In 1999? 2005. The song oh, is, 2005. Yes, the song is 99 Problems by Jay-Z. But what was the Video of the Year based on MTV's calculation? Oh. I think you can potentially get this oh, band. Oh, man. Very popular. This would have been, what, your sophomore year? Yeah. And there was a band that was more towards the rock and roll genre. I'm, I know there's other genres of rock and roll. I don't know it, what they fall I in. I don't think it was. Was it Fall Out Boy? Fall Out Boy is not far off the beaten path, but that was not the correct answer. Ah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who else would have been big. It's a band with two words in its name. Blink-182. No. It's a color and something else. A color? Um, see, you're giving me too many hints, and my mind's going everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's Green Day. Green uh, Day had a song called Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah. Both of those songs are crap. So. I think you could have got that one. Green Day was very popular there for a while. Yeah, but they're both of those songs are trash. 
I'm more of in what is what was the album name? International Super Hits, something of that nature. That was a good album. You got to give credit where credit was due. But anyways, that's the video of the year for MTV. What was the song that beat him in all the other categories? So the best oh, so rap song of the year, the two thousand and five. Two thousand five. And this is another guy who I like. I'm guessing it's something something to do with Kanye. It it, it could. That's, oh, that would have been around the same time that Kanye was kind of blowing up. That's correct. So I'm going to go with In Jesus fact, Walks. Me, Jesus Walks is correct. To me, this was his first hit song. I know he had Through the Wire. Through the Wire was definitely his first hit song. Yeah, but was that a hit? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It is a hit to me, but was, I mean. Yes, I, yes. Okay. Yeah, it had the then. it had the what's her name Stacy Dash from Clueless in the video. Right, I'm. I'm you don't know who Stacy Dash is, do you? Yeah, what you just said, Clueless, that hit the nail on the head. Yeah, here. if I wouldn't have said from Clueless, you wouldn't have known who Stacy Dash was. I still don't know. That's why I'm saying I am clueless about Clueless. You've never seen the movie Clueless? No. I'm a little surprised. I don't think I'll do any research on it. I'm it's like, not a great movie. I'm not going to sit here and try to defend the movie. It's not a great movie. Okay. Well, but shout out to what was her name? Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash. Okay, I might do some research. Shout out <laughs> to Stacy Dash. Come on the uh, podcast. No, she's too political. I don't really want to deal with all that. You know what? I've got a platform that would allow her to be political, and I would like to present that to her. So shout out to Stacy. Uh, moving on, let's go with some other fun ones. I know you really enjoyed that one as well too. Um, but another very popular guy, right? Prince recorded his hit single song in 1990, excuse me, the single 1999. Prince actually, funny fact about him, would go all day and night without sleeping. He turned down food because he was afraid that it would make him sleep. Very interesting guy, that Prince character. He's, uh, he's definitely different, but sometimes I feel like people forget about how really good he was. Yeah, but I don't, I mean... I agree with you on all that. Why do you need to stay up all day and well, night? Well, that, that I don't know. Yeah. But I'm saying I, sometimes I, I feel like when people are naming some of the greats, they forget about Prince. What category is he in? R&B? Uh, I don't really know. Yeah, because he's kind of a category of his own. I guess you would say pop, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I forget what the song was, but there's a song that takes a diss shot at him in the classic rock world that's, you know, very popular hit. Good, good song as well, too. Um, anyways, back, back to the best part of this show, the intro. Get you some sports facts. We mentioned this last week, but do you remember the only number retired league-wide in the NHL? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is correct. Shout-out to Polina Gretzky, you know, very uh, beautiful young lady. But it's intriguing to me. That's literally the only number that's retired league-wide. So another NHL fact for you. Uh, number five, who was the first L.A. Dodger to ever wear the number 99? Yashwell Puig. Yashwell Puig is incorrect. I don't know. Former Boston Red Sox. Hideo Nomo. Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez wore number 99 for the L.A. Dodgers. Do you know who Hideo Nomo is? I've heard the name. I think he's a uh, cartoon character. He was a pitcher. Yeah. He was the one of that Japanese would, descent. Yes. He was the one that would turn his back completely to the, the batter when he was pitching. Right. He'd come up and just turn his back and then throw it. was really weird. They called it the moon ball, right? Uh, yeah, because that's where it would get hit to. 
was to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Better that than on them. I, I know from pitching, you don't want to get hit by that. That's not a very enjoyable. Yeah, I've heard you were a magnet for baseballs. Yes, some would say that. Um, on to the next one. NBA record for most free throw attempts in a seven-game series was 99. Do you know the player? Do you know the decade? Do you know the team? I thought you told me this one. No, not 99. This is a seven-game series. We did reference a six-game series, but 99 is the most free throw attempts in a seven-game series. Guess the decade first. I'm going to guess the... 60s. 60s is correct. And I'm going to guess Wilt Chamberlain. 1962. Wilt Chamberlain. Is incorrect. Any no. other stabs in the dark? Uh, Do you want to guess the Jerry team? West. Jerry West is the correct team. Wrong player. Kareem? Kareem is the wrong player. Or wait, say he played with Jerry West is what you're saying. Correct team as far as the Lakers. Okay. So he was on 1962. He was on the L.A. Lakers. There's one other phenomenal player that I know you know who Elgin he was. Elgin Baylor? Elgin Baylor is correct. So 99 free throws in a seven-game series, that's a lot of free throws. I'm honestly surprised that Will Chamberlain doesn't have any of these records. Well, rebounding well, and stuff like that, I'm sure he does. Well, no, but I mean, with throws, as many free throws as he took. Yeah, but think about it. 99 by seven is what, 14? 14 times seven? I don't I mean, that's – Do 99 divided by well, 12 seven. times seven is – 84. Man, 84, yeah. <laughs> so, Whoa, take it easy over there, dude. I started to see some smoke coming out of your ears, bro. <laughs> it's like something was on fire or something. 7 times 14 is 98. So. Thank you. Man. Dude, just dropping Math Olympics some over here, dude. Knowledge, bro. I am dropping some knowledge. Um, and then last but not least, um, that's all. That's it. That's how yeah. we're ending, huh? Yeah, that's how we're ending. Nice. I, I wanted to kind of build it up and then let you down, but I felt like, you that's, know. You know what? That's the story of the intro period. Yeah. You know, build me up just to bring me back down. Correct. But I got a question for you, dude. Did you see the new court design that Lowell brought out yesterday? I did, and I can say I enjoyed it thoroughly. Did you see how they introduced it? No, I did not. So they uh, they had a lady on the radio uh, that is the assistant athletic director. Okay. And she was on uh, the drive on 93.9 yesterday, or two days ago. And Shout out to the drive, 93.9, yeah. sponsor the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she hinted that there was going to be something released at 11 a.m. yesterday, or around 11 a.m. Okay. So every Louisville fan was like, okay, what's well, going to happen? They all thought it was um – Allegations of cheating. No, no come okay, on, dude, my dude, bad. come on. You can't. Here's I didn't the thing. Know. Yeah, your players can't even read, and you're talking about ours. Well, clearly we can do good math. No, you can't. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. You're a fan. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers had a, like a less than a one per, one GPA. His IQ was not so good. Let's not blame that on the. Teaching. All right. So back to what we were saying. So. Okay. They release a picture of a basketball court, and it's literally just bare, other than Denny Crum Court and KFC Yum Center. And they're like, we're getting a new court next year. And everyone's <laughs> like, this has got to be a troll. And it says, like, everyone loves the retro look. Tell us what you think. Yeah. And I texted Parker, and I was like, they got to be punking us. There's no way that this is real. No, this was unintentional. No, it was definitely intentional. No. 
So then the next one, yeah, that was released on U of L Sports or U of L Athletics. I'm sorry. The next one was released on Louisville Women's Basketball, and it colored in the baselines where the Louisville block lettering and the fleur de lis right there, and then it colored in the lanes. Yeah. And it says, "Tell us what you think of this." And I was like, "Okay, it's pretty cool, but like, progress is that really the end of it?" And then it was like. Well, you're missing a big chunk of the court. That's kind of important. Well, probably like they put like 15 minutes in between all of these tweets too. So it was just like everybody was squirming, like, "Come on, dude!" Right. Like, just long enough. We got to get back to work. Like <laughs> you're keeping us for 45 minutes. And then the last one was like, "Well, guess what, guys? The rumors are true." And then it fades in a gif of the Duncan Cardinal burn in the middle. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh yes." You know what my opinion is? What's that? This is way better than their practice court too. True oh, I agree. I yeah. agree 100%. Because the practice court was the dunking bird the entire court, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looked like trash. It doesn't look like trash. Well, but I, good idea. You can't, have, you, can't have it, you can't have that on your regular basketball court. Aesthetically, for, for you that. You could, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look right because it's not going. Like how Colorado State has the Ram. It yeah. looks right because it goes that way. Speaking of the Ram, shout out to Ramsey's. No. Best mascot in the NCAA? No, he's not. Stealing that shine? No, he's not. I don't even – who would I put as the best mascot? It's definitely not him. Old school Ramsey. Not not the new school one. No, none yeah, of, none of your all's mascots are good. Well, the tar on the foot, I mean, that was a decent one. It's just a big foot with tar on it? Yeah. All right, that one might be decent. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's been like – here's the thing, though, man. Because it's a tar that's, heel. That's got to be even more smelly inside of that thing because it's a foot. True. Yeah, so so you actually are not going to bash on us. You actually like this court. I love it. I, I think it was great execution. I think they kept it simple yeah. and elegant, but it also had a uh, good aesthetic feel to it. I think it represents the past history of L in a um, classy way, but it also adds a modern touch to that. So yeah. hopefully, like you said, for recruits and everything, I think this should help them be interested in playing. Now they've got the Donovan Mitchell Spida Don one yeah. that they'll be playing in. Which, by the way, last night I was watching the Run League, and there was two players who had them on during that game. So the that, Spider-Man color ones. Yeah. Is that the only colorway that's come out still? I think they've released the black and pink possibly, but I think there's one other color that has came out besides that as well too. But but yeah, he had on the red and blue. Um, both guys, and they were good players too. It's actually one of the guys, Stu. I think his last name. I'm, I want to say Jackson. I know you're going to say no. That's not right. No, that no. But he played at Central. Yeah, that's actually one of the old assistants that I coached with. It's his son. Really? Yeah, Stuart Jackson. He he played against us when I was at Moore. He's a good player. Taller, taller, I, lankier kid. Yeah, I yeah. played with him a couple of times. He was playing with us on Tuesday nights, and uh, he was guarding Spalding last night, and he. He was contesting dunks. He plays hard. Yeah. Uh, he plays hard, and he's like he's pretty good. Yeah, he's very solid. But he was one of them who was wearing it. So, shout out to Stu. But, yeah, I was impressed to see it. I think that'll help recruits coming in. You get, you know, a nice pair of sneakers. You got a nice court. You've got beautiful young, young ladies by the name of Katina Powell in there. Oh, come on, dude. You got to take it there? <laughs> Jesus. Let's move to the next thing. Because apparently I can't, I can't keep you giving us compliments for long enough before right. you got to take it somewhere. Well, young, I might have been a little off on young. but yeah, All of the part with okay. Katina Powell. All right. That's fair. So I also noticed, did you see they announced the Christmas Day games today? I did. 
and, and I thought today was an odd day to release that. You know what I mean? Maybe they want people to talk about it on the weekend, but it sounded like it came out in spurts from different people. Um, I did like the games. Do you want to go ahead and list them? So first we have the Clippers traveling all the way across the court to play the Lakers. Correct. In the Staples Center. And what probably will be the featured game of the day. Would I think it's – the way they listed it was the first one they said. Yeah, and but there's so, no way that's yeah. the first game of the day. Because think about it, that's West yeah. Coast time, so that's got to be the last game of the night in uh, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, the next one, uh, intriguing matchup, I guess, because you have Zion Williamson in it, the New Orleans Pelicans – Traveling to Denver to play the Nuggets. Which I like that one as well, too. I don't think it's only because of Zion. I think you've got two young teams. You've got a established young team in Denver and a unestablished team in New Orleans. I think New Orleans has potential to fight for that last playoff spot, the 8C next year. So that could be a pivotal game on Christmas Day. The next one is probably my least one that I'm looking forward to, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, it's Boston at Toronto. Yeah. I just uh, – Toronto's going to fall a lot. Well, I think Boston might be down a little bit, and Toronto is definitely going to be down a little bit. But I think it's a historic franchise team. You kind of got to have Boston playing on Christmas Day. Toronto is in there because I think there was a chance that Kawhi stuck around, so maybe they had already planned that. I don't, I don't know when they make these matchups because it normally seems like they do it later because, I mean, they definitely just did these right. because the Clippers and Lakers are playing. Correct. So, well, but that might have happened before because think about it. The way the Clippers played last year, I would still have that game. And for travel purposes. And this game was definitely set up, like, set up recently. Because, I mean, that's all everyone's talking about is the two L.A. teams. I think it worked out conveniently. But I, I definitely could see it have been – I mean, what was that, two weeks ago that we first found out Kawhi and PG were there? Maybe three. Yeah, somewhere so, around there. So it could have been within the last three weeks. But, yeah. But, I mean, I guess the other reason you would throw Toronto in there, they did just win a title. Correct. I Who know do you replace not. either of those teams with? That's what I want to know. Boston, I, Boston doesn't really bother me. but No. I kind of wanted to see the Brooklyn versus Golden State matchup, but it doesn't yeah. make any sense because KD KD's hurt and Clay's hurt. So you yeah. can't – how do you sell a big-time matchup like that with two of your most popular players hurt? Yeah. I mean, who else in the East is really going to contend other than the teams that we're about to list after this? Cleveland. So what other teams are going to contend other than the ones we're going to list after this? Contend for worst record in the NBA? Is that what you said? Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm no. trying to think of – That's what I'm saying. I don't think – my point is I don't think there's a team that you replace them with. I think it had to have been Boston and Toronto because you're yeah, not – Yeah, because you don't know what Indiana's going to give you yet because Old Depot's not back and you don't know what kind of player he's going to be. And for Christmas Day draw, I don't think Indiana is a big draw. Like as far as for the game, ticket sales, or for TV purposes. The thing that sucks about Indiana – is Indiana, I think, is going to be a solid team. Correct. But they're not going to have a player, which what you're kind of alluding to, that's going, to bring, that's going to bring that watch. Like, Dave PG, people want to watch them play. I think Oladipo's on that. He's just been hurt. I don't agree, man. I don't think Oladipo's going to pull in the numbers outside of this area. Well, yeah. That's tough to say outside of this area because he is highly popular in this I mean, area. If you Dude, look, if you look at these other teams – People want to watch Kawhi. People want to watch PG. People want to watch LeBron. People want to watch Anthony Davis. Well, you're talking about four out of the top ten best players I'm just, in the NBA. That's just the first game. Yeah. And then people want to watch that's Zion. That's also the first game and the best game. Yeah, people want to watch Zion. People want to watch the Nuggets because the Nuggets were good last year. Right. 
Boston. But you didn't have any big names in the Nuggets, so why are the Nuggets a draw with Because a good the team? Nuggets were one of the best teams in the NBA. So was Indiana. Indiana, Indiana was a top 10 team last year. Maybe if, I don't know. 12 to 8, somewhere in that ballpark. But didn't Denver have the one seed in the Western Conference? Correct. So they were the best team in the NBA as far as record-wise. Yes. And then, I mean, Boston's Boston. And they have a fun team to watch. Jokic yeah. is a great playmaker. You got Jamal Murray, the Blue Arrow. Guy and here's you love. the thing, man. I, I'm not crapping on Indiana. It's just they but, don't have the thing that's going to pull the TV rating. So that's where I'm agreeing with you. They just don't have that player that people are like, oh, I want to turn it on to watch Oladipo. Their style of play is not a very intriguing style of play either. I think yeah. Turner could potentially be that guy, but that's not a position. That's a glorified position in the NBA. I think Sabonis is fun to watch for me personally. Um, Brogdon. Brogdon. I like Brogdon. I mean, that's the thing. They have a lot of solid players, but yeah. none of them are just like, yeah, I'm going to flip on the TV and watch the Pacers. Yeah, Oladipo it definitely has to be that guy. Yeah. So the next game, we have the Bucks traveling to Philadelphia to play the Sixers. Which should be a good one, in my yes. opinion. I think that should be a good game, and you've got some big-time names in that Two game. Two best teams well, in the Eastern Conference, I would yeah. say. I definitely like that. It's at Philly as well, too. Um, you want to talk about a good home court, that one with the Snakes and the Liberty Bell. That was yeah. nasty. It is. I, it is one of my favorite as far as looks in an in a NBA court. That's one of my favorite ones. I don't really understand the giving the credit to Kobe with it. You know is, what I mean? Is that what it's for? Allegedly. Then I'm retracting my statement. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Because he's from I know Philly. He's, but he's from, he was born in France, though. Wasn't his dad from Philly? Yeah. Well, he played at Lower, Lower Marion, Marion High School. Yeah. So he, I mean, technically, Philly is where I don't like credit snakes home. anymore. Yeah. I thought it was. Well, I, if you ever liked snakes, that was kind of. I thought it was dedicated to Kevin Durant. They eat snakes in China, your favorite country. I don't mind China. I said your favorite country. What do yeah. you mean you don't mind it? That's you said not very, that very defensive. You said that very condescendingly. No, I was saying they eat snakes in China. So, like, if you ever. And then get you bored. said your favorite country. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't like China. Tone of my voice was very much like, hey, Condescending. you know, you love the Chinese people. <laughs> last game that they mentioned was the Rockets at the Warriors. Right. Hopefully that's the last game, so I just don't have to watch it. <laughs> Why would you? To me, that's going to be an interesting game. No, well, it's not. Cause you Clay's... got Westbrook, you got Harden, you got Steph, Stephanie Curry. Yeah, Stephanie Curry. Yeah. I sold one of his cards the other day. Did I, you? Yeah. I would have, too. Yeah. The guy was like, yeah, I'll give you two bucks for it. I said, I'm, it's not even worth that to me, so that's fine. Two dollars you yeah. sold it for. Well, I probably would have tried to get more. Well, you got to think. They got to sell it. I sold it to the store. I was just trying to get store credit to get more cards. Yeah, so, but that didn't even buy you a quarter of a pack these days. That wasn't the only card I sold. Yeah. I sold more cards than that. Did you? Yeah. I ended up, So you bought them from that guy, then you sold them back to that guy. Yes. It's an interesting business model. Mm-hmm. And it was all Dubai more from that guy. Yeah. I, I feel like he's winning this battle. I'm not disagreeing with either. Yeah. But I hey. did, although I did get a Mitch Richmond autograph. I like Mitch. And a uh, that's numbered to 25. Yeah. And a Muhammad Abdul Rauf autograph, too, which I think is – I like getting those off-the-wall autographs from, like, the old guys. Yeah. Like, I have a World Be Free autograph now, too. Abdul Rauf is not having as good of a – Big three years, what he had last year. The three headed he monster. Is he playing in that? Yeah. Dude, he killed last Chris year. Chris Jackson, yeah. Muhammad Abdul Rauf, the old guy's playing in that. Yeah, it's got the tick. I didn't know he had a tick. Uh, he's, he's got a tick. He's. I Very mean, you, good know, you know he played with Shaq in college. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, like, it, dude was nasty. And played at Denver. Yeah, he, did, he never. 
The thing with him was is he was having good years. He just had a lot of controversy around him. Correct, but, the religious aspect. Yeah, which I didn't really think was a controversy. You, you look at it now, well, I mean, I guess was, it probably still would have been a controversy because he was kind of doing the anthem protest before the anthem protest, to right. be honest with you. That's what it was, right? Was, yeah. What was he doing, though? I forget. Uh, I think he refused to... Stand. I don't. I think it was refused to stand or refused to come out of the locker room for. If you stand or you don't come out, I mean that's yeah. It was one of those two, and like that was. That's not going to go over well. No, but I mean that that was way back in like the early, the like the mid nine, mid to late nineties. Yeah, very so. good player though. Phenomenal. Oh yeah, he was player. nice. Dude, you I'm know, telling you, him and Rashard Lewis and Reggie Evans were on a team last year. And they were really, really fun. Rashard, Reggie Evans. I think Rashard Lewis was the MVP last year. I could be mistaken on that. And then uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, however you want to pronounce his name. It's, Ma- it's Muhammad Abdul-Raouf. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Mahmoud. But he killed it, too. I'm telling you, he was knocked down, lights out. Just so you probably know this, but do you know who Reggie Evans' brother is? Um, off the top of my head, no. Tyreek Evans. Okay. Yeah, Tyreek is no longer in the NBA, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not in the big three. He's probably playing overseas. I, I would play overseas. I got a couple of facts for you, though, that I wanted to drop on you because right. I think we need to give your boy a little bit of shine. You know, you're on the LeBron bandwagon. It's you, not a bandwagon. I've liked him since I was in seventh grade. It's a big bandwagon. It's a really, But I'm really, not a Lakers fan. So. Yeah. But some cool facts for you. So in that game, this will be if he plays, if he's not hurt, he's becoming an old man, still a good player, but becoming an old man, it will be his 14th Christmas Day game. That breaks a tie with Shaq, D-Wade, Earl the Pearl Monroe, and Dolph Shays for second most all-time of Christmas Day games. Do you know who is the first on that list? I think it's Kobe. Kobe is correct. So Kobe has 16 games. This will be LeBron's 14th. LeBron says he wants to play until his son gets in the league. Yeah. If that's the case, you know they're probably going to have him playing on every Christmas Day game. So <laughs> he could be breaking that record. Yeah. But he also has 338 points on Christmas Day. Can you name the two people in front of him? I'm going to go ahead and guess Kobe. Kobe's he, correct. He, he played more games. So Kobe's one or two, though. Uh, Kobe is one. Kobe's one at 395 points on Christmas Day. And how many did LeBron have? LeBron had 338. So he'll he no he's not gonna pass him this year, but no, definitely not this year. What's he gonna score? 60. Hey, you never know, man. If he scores 60, he'd break it. Um, and then number two, uh, I'm gonna go with Shaq. Older generation. Is it Wilt? The triple-double machine. Oh, the big O. The big O, Oscar Robinson. So 377 points. So that one, How many games did he play? Doesn't say because he wasn't in second or third now. Wow. Yep. So he had to have played less than, well, 12 or less games is what he had to have played. And um, if LeBron scores 40 points, then he breaks that record to move into second. So I don't think that'll happen, but – That'd be fun if he went out. You never know. This may be one of those games where he's just like, "All right, I'm going to get my bag." You all want to talk about this other LA team? Well, well, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to guarantee anything, but this seems like one of those games where he might do that. Uh, Kawhi's probably going to be guarding him. You can try to get in your bag all you want to against Kawhi, and that doesn't. See, here's the thing with both of them: you can switch both of them on them because both of them are really good defenders. And I think he'll try to post up PG. 
because he's got a nice little post yeah. game. Yeah. And, and I think he's too big for PG. But I'm saying Kawhi's not going to be able to guard him the entire game and do well on the other end. Yes, he will. That's what Kawhi does. Kawhi does it to other players. Kawhi does not do that to LeBron the entire game. LeBron isn't the player he once was. He's not going to blow by. Yeah, he's not physically demanding, I guess. But look how much, look how much weight he has on Kawhi. Yeah, pounding, probably 40 pounds. Yeah, pounding that into your chest no, for an entire game. Probably a little under 40, probably. Probably 30. Yeah, I mean, pounding that into your chest the entire game is going to wear you down. doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. I'm saying he's not going to be able to guard him for the entire game. I mean, he didn't guard him the entire time when, whenever they beat him in San Antonio. All right, they, get... they, they switched. I'm not saying that he's not going to guard him the majority of the time. I will. Yes, he will. But uh, he's not going to guard him the entire game. Well, he's going to be on the bench at some point, so of course I can't argue that. But I, I think matchup-wise, he'll probably guard him a lot in those games. I'm trying to think of who else they even have who would be in that category. I think LeBron will play some power forward this year. I know they're saying they're going to list him at the point position, mm-hmm. but I think probably defensively you might have a guy like a Jamichael Green or I don't even know of many other power forwards. Trez. Or, or even like a Blake Griffin type of player guarding him oh yeah. i thought you were talking about for the clippers yeah i was originally but i'm just saying like what's a type of player who would guard i don't think he's got that blow by speed anymore lebron yeah i mean i think it's hard to really tell because he didn't play that much last year i mean yeah. i think normally yes well, after I would, the injury he wasn't the same player so he played I mean, a lot of games i mean i think we both can agree that he was never in shape last season after that injury he, I mean, he set yeah. out that long. It's tough to get back in shape, especially for a season that you know is already over anyway. Yeah, but that's a tough injury. I mean, a groin injury, you can't do any type of cardio. That's what I'm saying. So he wasn't – I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I think it's still tough to say that his his blow-by speed is gone because we don't really know because he was hurt most well, of last year. Have you seen him dunking at his son's AAU games? Looks yeah, like he's you, still got bunnies. What do you think about people getting mad about that? I think it's crazy. I think the first thing that should be said is he's there at the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Isn't it his team, first um, off? Yes and no. I, I think he's the owner of the team, technically. You know, he's got coaches yeah. who coach the team. He's got people who organize the team. He's got Flight Club, to, which is a huge anybody in the shoe industry or, or like shoes knows Flight Club. They sponsor that they team? Are, that's their sponsor. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they get oh, any shoes God. they want to pretty Could much. Could you imagine playing for that AAU team? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I mean, love. if you're brawny, you have to wear your dad's shoes. Like it's No, he doesn't sometimes. I mean, he normally does, but on occasion he'll break something else out. You can literally wear any shoe you ever wanted. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what Flight Club is, look it up. Yeah. It's and then literally any shoe that you could ever think of is on there, and it's legit. It's just way out of your price range. Yeah, I was going to say, be prepared to see a couple of zeros behind those numbers. Because, <laughs> yes. my goodness. Yes. But so access to that type of stuff is crazy. So, first of all, he's there for every game. Second of all, he provides an opportunity for them to travel around. Third of all, he gets some of the best players around the country to come out and play with them. I get you probably shouldn't be running on the court during a game, but I mean I even saw that last night in the run league. Like when sometimes, or even watching the Rucker Park. I know it's a different situation, but KD scoring sixty six at the Rucker. Like people run on the court when their emotions are high. Here's my question for the people who get mad at it: Have you ever been to an AAU tournament? Yes. Or been to an AAU game? Yeah. It's literally glorified pickup basketball. Yeah. It's very rare that you see a team that is like running sets and doing all this stuff. And guess what? If they do, more often than not, they lose. 
or defensively sound or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. it's but it, it's it is to get exposure for players is what it is. Yeah, and I understand. Okay, yeah, he probably shouldn't have run on the court, but didn't his son just hit the game winner? Uh, no, he had a dunk which sealed the game. I mean, yeah. essentially. Yeah, but I mean, there's also people getting mad at him for doing the warm up lines. There's also people getting mad at him for doing the Taco Tuesday things. Yeah, I mean, like, it's LeBron. Yeah, he he plays that line well, where he's loved by many, but he's hated by more. And I think he embraces that because he's comfortable in his own skin and he understands that's what turns the needle, so to speak. So his brand is helped by those haters, and I think he embraces that. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear you, you actually take up for him. I'm not because not not you're him. a hater, but, I mean, you're actually thinking that people should lay off him about this. Well, I don't think they should lay off. I think should, they should be able to I'm talking state, about just about yeah, this. I think they should state their opinion. This is my opinion. Yeah. I, I think they're crazy thinking that. I think those people are idiots to say that he's wrong in this. But, once again, that's my opinion. So you always got to have your own opinion and, and don't let somebody else change your opinion of that. LeBron, as a human being in general, I think is a great person. Yeah. I'm a salty Cleveland fan. You know what I'm saying? So you, <laughs> Oh, dude, I got to tell you this story. It's so great. So I was listening to that show, The Drive. Okay. And that episode, they were talking about certain – there was a – long story short, there was a different show that was a couple of the guys were, quote, unquote, bashing Dewan Wheat, saying that he wasn't one of the greatest global players ever. Not really bashing him, just saying they would he would they wouldn't put him in an all time great thing. Yeah. And one of the a phone uh, a, a caller calls in, and he's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't put him on there either." He said, "I played against the one when I was in elementary school, and he wow. put forty on me, so I would never put him in any greatest <laughs> thing." So the guy on the show was like, "Man, that reminds me of this guy that I lived next door to, or one of my neighbors." And he was like. He was talking about uh, – he's a big Cleveland fan because he's from Cleveland. His neighbor is. Okay. And this was right when LeBron was coming back to Cleveland. Right. And he's like, y'all got Bron, man. And he was like, I don't care about that crybaby and all this <laughs> stuff. And he said, it, I swear to you, he said it was like a, uh, an old TV show. He said about that time the kitchen window flew open. It, and his wife goes, he's just mad because he gave him 80 in ninth grade. He ain't never gotten over that. <laughs> Eighty points, huh? Yeah, I was like, dude, that's in like that or seventy points in ninth grade or something like yeah. that. He said, and he goes, yeah, and he was stat chasing too. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's so great. But I, I thought you would appreciate that story, oh, especially coming from the salty Cleveland fan part. Like that's yeah. But it's going from one banana boat guy to another. Correct. The interview with Carmelo today with Stephen A. Smith. Which is very intriguing to me because the background to that is he asked ESPN, like he's the one who his party set that up. ESPN yeah. didn't go to him and say, hey, we've got a segment for you. We want you to come on. He reached out to Stephen A because he said he's tired of hearing everyone else give their part and him not being able to defend himself. Right, which to me, if you're Stephen A, you're like – this is a great thing. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck but yeah. it's just an interesting that that's the one place he wanted. Well, that he knew to come everybody would see it. Yeah. Well, I and didn't see it until you told me about it. But you would have. Well, probably. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, you would have. And it's on ESPN and it has Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, ESPN doesn't really do it for me anymore, man. I was thinking about this the other day, like the TBT tournament that we were talking about. I got lucky. My dad texted me the first day it was on, but yeah. I didn't even remember that it was on. I, I don't turn my TV to ESPN much anymore. 
It's I don't, to be honest with you. I don't watch TV much anymore. Right. It's, it's crazy. I don't. I set up recordings. That's when yeah. you know UFC's on there now. So I'll set up recordings. But that's how TV is for me. Like I don't even. So Melo goes on there. Like you said, he said you know he set up the interview with with Stephen A. Right. And he went over a lot of stuff. I mean, the interview was about twenty five minutes long. And you talk about salty. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, I kind of get where he's coming from. I know we're probably not going to agree on this, but I, I agreed with him on a lot of the things. It's mainly because I like Carmelo. Maybe that's why I'm I like a, Carmelo. I'm not too. saying that you don't, right. but I'm saying like I feel like more. I, I can see where he's coming from, in a lot of these things. He, you know, he talked you got about got the blinders on a little bit. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll say that, and maybe I'll maybe they'll come off a little bit with, when we talk about this. But one of the things he mentioned was, you know, he was he was playing in Houston. And he calls the the GM, which I can't remember the GM's Darryl name. Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. And it was right after he had just had 28 points and they beat Brooklyn at Brooklyn. And he's kind of like, you know, hey, can we talk man-to-man? Because I feel like – or he's like, I want to know what I can do for this team. Right, which, once again, this is coming from Mello. So yeah. what I'm seeing happening – But here's the thing, though. Yeah. Who all have we been hearing from before this? Everyone else but him. You haven't heard from Daryl Morey. I'm saying, but we've heard from everyone else, like guys like Chauncey Billups saying that all he wanted to do was score 40 and it didn't matter if he won. Not, so it's like all been people piling on him, so why can't he come out and say his side? Right, but what I'm, I'm saying is, in my opinion, I do not think that Mello being Mello, he genuinely called Daryl Morey out and he said, I want to know, Daryl, what I can do to contribute more to this team. Because I think you and I both know – you don't call the GM up to do that. You call the head coach up and say, hey, Coach D'Antoni, what can I do to improve my position? Well, they also team? mentioned D'Antoni in that interview. Did you get to that part? Yes. When, but I'm what? just saying in this specific thing, that's how that goes. So you saying that you called Daryl Morey tells me that's not a conversation that you had. He called Daryl Morey because he I – don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because he was salty. Probably. I mean, I'd be salty yeah. too if I wasn't – Probably one of the best scorers of this generation, and I'm not even like there's no I'm not getting any playing time really. I think, and, and I'm starting to play well, and then I, he says I'm finally starting to come to the grips, uh, come to grips with me coming off the bench and being okay with it. Right, which was very interesting because he was brutally honest in this interview. Yeah, he said I've never not been okay with coming off the bench. I just want you to come tell me as a come tell me man to man that you want me to come off the bench, and not let it not let me hear it as a rumor. Which, though, you look at the opposite side of that. You look at somebody like a Lou Williams and how he embraces that role yeah. and listen to him in interviews, and then you listen to this mellow interview. That's what I'm saying. There's there's heavy ego involved in this. The thing, Mello could be Lou Williams. Mello can score like Lou Williams does right now. Mello doesn't have the drive. That, I'm saying coming off of the bench, Mello no. playing against the second, I guarantee you he can. 100% disagree. Lou Williams is a much better scorer now because Lou Williams' three-point shot is better than Melo's three-point shot in NBA range. In international ball, okay, Melo might have inter, uh, mid-range. It's close. I'll give the edge to Melo. Drive, Lou Williams has a much better drive. But, but then you also got the post-up game. Yes. And that that's not close. And you know that the post-up game is almost non-existent in today's NBA action. And you can bring help side, and Melo is not a willing passer. So I'm bringing a double all day, and then he's shooting that fadeaway jumper over two. I'm taking my percentages on that. I'm just saying there's different mindsets that go into being a six-man, six, six man. 
and Mello was never going to have that mindset. So he can say he was embracing that role. That's his opinion. Yeah. Well, he said he was starting to embrace it inside, right. you know, which I agree. It never showed, and maybe that's because he didn't get a chance to, or maybe it's just because he's just saying this to, to save face in this interview. 100% though, if he does have a role in an NBA team, that is his role on an NBA team. Yeah. He is no longer a starter. I told you I think he should go to CBA. Go play in China. Did you see Lance Stevenson just signed a $4 million yeah, contract? Yeah, why did it, $4 million? Yeah. Why would you sign for $4 million? Like that's not enough? $4 million to go play overseas? Yeah. He could have made that point in the NBA. First of all, the the yen to um, U.S. dollar ratio, living in China is dirt cheap. Second of all, $4 million, he wouldn't have made that. I think veteran veteran men at his is what, 2.7? At his, I don't know how long, because I don't know how long he's been. He's been in the league, what, probably not even 10 years. Oh, I think it's close to that. I'm pretty sure he came out. This may be his tenth year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he came out around the same time as Wall and Cousins. But he's probably making a million more per year. They've got a shorter season. He gets to shoot every single shot. I just think that was a great move, and that's what I think Melo should do. Is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I th- I think Melo's definitely a bigger piece than Lance Stevenson. I'm not saying that's what you're comparing him to, but I feel like. Melo could win a title with a team and take and take a backseat. Like Melo could go to LA, be sixth or seventh man off the bench, and have a decent role and win a title. If you put Melo on the best team in the NBA, if you put Melo on like the Golden State Warriors last year and didn't have them injured, then yes, Melo could win an NBA title. If you think that Melo's going to play meaningful minutes on a NBA championship team, unfortunately, at this point in his career, I don't believe so. No, I'm, t- I'm not talking about like he's going to be in a crunch time every game. I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying I'm meaningful saying minutes. Come off, the, come off the bench and be a – I mean – How who, many minutes a game you think he deserves? In an NBA game Correct. right now? This year coming up. An NBA game is, what, 48 minutes long? Correct. 15 to 17? If you play him over 15 minutes per game, you're losing. I mean, 15 to 17, I think, is not a bad It's not a bad minute. Houston was the best possible fit that you could ever have for Carmelo. A focal point on offense, a spaced-out offense that values shooting the three-point shot and getting layups. And he did not look good. Yeah, granted, you said his last game was 28 points. Yeah. His first couple of games, he did not look good. Yeah, And he got exposed on the defensive end. So you've got a guy at Houston who's like an Eric Gordon, who's a two-way player and elite shot maker, or you've got a Carmelo Anthony. D'Antoni's position, I'm playing. I know it's – Well, I'm not going to really hear anything about a two-way player with D'Antoni as the coach. That dude does not put any – nothing on defense. Yeah, I think if you listen to his timeouts and stuff, he does. But I think his defensive principles are if you score more than the other team, then yeah. – yeah, so I agree I with mean, that. I mean, you think of the Suns and the Knicks and there. Right, outscore and, the other yeah, team. Yeah, it's just literally outscore the other team. Yeah. Which is only going to work for a certain amount of time. It's not going to win you a title. That's obvious with he's had teams that have a lot of talent, but they've never he's never won a title. I think it can. I think in today's day and age, you have to do a little bit of both. I don't think the way that they play now trying to get to the free throw line is what stops them and their roster. I think Daryl Morey is a great GM. I think he made a couple of crucial mistakes last year. I think the, I've said this on record before, I think Trevor Ariza, Trevor Ariza, but Mbao Mute, 
I think Mba Mute was a huge piece there. And granted, P.J. Tucker stepped up and played even better than what he had in the past, but they needed a guy like that. It's got to be the shoes. has to be. It's got to be the shoes. Um, Best collection in the NBA. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't think it's anywhere close. Stevenson was close now that he's gone. But, yeah, nobody spends the amount of time, effort, and money that P.J. does. <laughs> no. So you mentioned something you wanted to talk about. It's your boy, David Griffin. Yeah, I don't think we need to get in depth on this, but I was intrigued to see what your thoughts were. Basically, there's a lot of information coming out now that shows that Griffin was not enjoying his time in Cleveland. And it was a three-year stint, and in my opinion, David Griffin is one of the best GMs in the NBA. I think Danny Ainge is in that conversation. I think Bob Myers is in that conversation with Golden State. So Danny Ainge, anybody who doesn't know, is Boston. Boston, And then – I think David Griffin was in that conversation as well, too. Yeah. Anybody uh, you want to add to that? I mean, um, I think those, Bob Myers, I, I think Musayu Jiri had to be in that conversation. The one in Toronto? Yes. Yeah, he's very. Um, who's the GM in San Antonio? I don't know. I think Popovich was as he well. He was, too. but then I thought he left it to take the coaching position. Mm. I'd say whoever is down there, I, I feel like True. you have to throw them in there because they always, like, it seems like they always make the right move. I think they draft and uh, pick up free agents really yeah. well. But as far as the trade market, they're not heavily involved. But I agree. I think you have to put them in there. But I mean, We don't even know their name, but sometimes that's better than knowing it. <laughs> that is true. I, I should know that. I forget what it is. I do know that you are right, that it did used to be Popovich, but I'm pretty sure Popovich left that position to take the coaching job. Well, I think he uh, – you might be correct. I think there was – he was in the front office, and he did leave that position. But I think he was still – um, I don't know if it was GM, but he was still involved with all those decisions. I think just last year he gave that position to somebody else, I feel like, and they took ownership of it and kind of took that role on. The Spurs general manager is Robert Buford. Shout out to old Bobby Buford. He was named general manager in 2002 after five seasons of as the team president. Okay. So this guy's been the general manager for a long Quite stint. Yeah, I mean – through their success. Yeah, other than their one championship in 99 with David Robinson. Right. He's been the man, the general manager for – I mean, even then he was a team president, so. Shout out to the Admiral. Come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I, dude, I would love that. Probably one of the most underrated players in the NBA I'm history. Right there with you. Yeah. Right there with you. He's one of the most under underrated and underappreciated. Absolutely. But back to the David Griffin comments, it's odd to me that it's coming out at this time. I don't even know where the initial comments came from. I don't think it's odd because you got to think about what time it is. Game what time, time of the Look, year it is. Oh, what sorry. time of the year it is. It's summertime. Right. People are always looking for stories. So anything that they can pick at and find a story in they're going to do. But I haven't seen a whole interview on it. So I feel like this is backroom conversations that this is not a direct quote of what he's saying. This mm-hmm. is allegations of what he's saying. And I know actually they were talking about he he's touched base with Dave McMiniman. Is that how you pronounce his name? I believe so, yeah. But he, he followed Cleveland during that time frame. And he was saying that David Griffin has reached out to the LeBron camp and just kind of said, hey, these comments are not correct. Yeah. This is not being portrayed as how what I said. And LeBron camp wants him to come back out and do a full interview about all of it and just give his side of the story. And here's my thing with it, man. You know I'm a big LeBron fan. Right. And you, you were like, well, what do you think about it? I think both of them are one of or the best at what they do. 
Yeah. Okay. We I'd just, say more so Braun than David Griffin, to be honest. And I think both of them are alphas, and both of them need to have that power. You see what David Griffin is doing now in New Orleans. Yeah. Yes, he lost Anthony Davis. Cool, but look That's at what. A foregone but, conclusion. But look at what he got back, knowing that he was going to lose Anthony Davis. Right. Immediately. Yes. I mean, I'm not a big Lonzo Ball fan. I'm not a big Brandon Ingram fan. But as far as people that, you know, like all the draft picks, getting Zion, get. I mean, David Griffin is killing it right now. If you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, I as, think there might be some minimal trade value to Ingram and Ball as well, too. Yeah. So even if they don't start working out, I mean, who knows? We'll see. But David Griffin is an alpha. LeBron is an alpha. Both of them – Probably here's true. A, here's the thing. Any time in the past, superstar players, the best players, have control somewhat over their what the teams are going to do. Yeah, they. I think they should be able to give their opinion. But I, I don't know if control is what I want. I'm saying somewhat control. Yeah. I mean, you think of 100%. the Bulls in the 90s. It was, that was Jordan's team. Jordan was making a lot of those decisions. Yeah, but remember the coach thing? Yeah, I, that's, that, was a, that was a decision that was made despite him. Right. But I'm saying more often than not, Jordan was making that decision for the Bulls. My argument is I think as the general manager, you should have the luxury of making that final decision because as a player, you always think you know what fits best, but sometimes a general manager can be unbiased in those decisions. Yeah. But I'm saying my thought on it is I don't think either one of them were wrong. And I know that sounds like a cop-out answer. I think David Griffin is a great GM in what he does. Right. And I think David Griffin, to be as successful as he can be, needs to have, like, complete control. Yeah. And with a LeBron team, it just doesn't happen. I think what this shows is the lack of organization in the Cleveland organization yeah. I guess is what you have to word it as because I agree I think David Griffin did a great job I think initially he says he was never coming back for any dollar amount initially it sounded like that's where it broke down was contract agreements and you got to do whatever you can to bring him back I think part of LeBron leaving him and Griffin have a good relationship to what everybody has said so that's the confusing thing and to back that argument if you look at LeBron's social media accounts, he just shouted out David Griffin's wife company a couple of months ago. So he's giving, I think they said he has 43 million social media followers on one platform. I think that might have been Instagram or Snapchat. He's giving light to David Griffin's company. Yeah. So Cleveland's the one who messed all of this up. And where this information is coming out at is very disappointing to me. I hope David Griffin does well with New Orleans because I would love to somehow magically see him back in Cleveland. I hope that LeBron does well in Los Twitter Angeles. is where he's got 43 million followers. Yeah. 43.2 million followers. That's nuts. That's quite a few. Yeah. Here's the he's thing, He's got man. 43 million, but .2 ain't one. No. If <laughs> – here's something that uh, – the rumor has always been that LeBron has wanted to own a team. I don't know if it's always been that, but currently that's yeah. what's going around. It's, yes. Is he wants to own a team. Yeah, the two rumors that are going around currently are he wants to play with his son and, and he wants, he to, wants own to own a team. Yes, that's what I'm here's, hearing. Here's something that I would hope if I was you. If yeah. their relationship oh. is as good oh. as is, – is I as see good, where this is going. Is as good as you think it is. David Griffin? Him and LeBron, Yeah. 
LeBron comes back, gets ownership of the Cavs, right. and hires David Griffin as the GM. I just hope that the first part of that would come true. I if think LeBron the, was going to own a here's team. Here's the thing, man. Yeah, as Dan much Gilbert. as it's going to suck for you in that time frame, they're going to have to keep being bad in order for Dan Gilbert to be like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, he's got so much bread and Quicken loans and yeah. other things. And and here's the other thing. I don't think – I think Dan Gilbert, is as, as nice as he was the second time LeBron left, I still think he's pissed off that he left again. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy. No, but there's a difference between being happy and, and being bitter. Correct. You know I what agree. I mean? Like there's, Very good work. It, yeah. it, would, it, it sucks that you're losing the best player in the league. It definitely does. No one wants to lose that person. But there's like it's like losing and then being a complete sore loser and being a jerk. Right. Like the stuff that he came out and said the first time, whenever he was he like – He said some interesting things the second time too, though. Yeah. Like it was – it kind of forced LeBron's hand that he wasn't going to come back. And that's so. If I'm if I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm putting my my BJ Cato shoes on right now. Right. I'm kind of hoping we suck for a couple of years, and then LeBron comes and buys the Cavs from Dan Gilbert, and then he hires David Griffin as that GM. I think LeBron's probably ten years out from owning an NBA team. I'd say it's being nice. Yeah. You think more? Maybe because you got to think Jordan didn't go right into owning a team when he left. No. So. But I think LeBron's one of those guys who, like, might have a brief movie career and stuff like that. Yeah. And then might – I think he can do both of them at the same time. How, here's the, how long do you think he's got playing? Four left? years. Four years? Yeah. So you think he goes until he's – what is that? That's – 40, right? Almost, almost 40, yeah. Because I think he's 35 right now. So, yeah, that would be 39. Yeah. I'd say 39, 40. So yeah, I'd say four or five years. I think his last year he plays about 18 minutes per game. I think he comes in off the bench. I think he's a seasoned veteran that teaches the young kids how to play. It's gonna. Be, here's the thing, man. When we start losing, like we're already lost a lot of them. Right, our That's generation. Far, yeah, it's gonna suck. <laughs> like I know we got a great, some great players now, but man, like we're gonna know what our what our older generation feels like. Like, well, you should have seen Dr. J and you know stuff like that. We're gonna be. Yeah. Well, you should have seen LeBron play in person. You should have seen. Giannis play, you know, like... You know what's beautiful about that? They've got technology now where we can watch those older guys, yeah. but we don't have the contextual background. So yeah. you're exactly correct. They're going to be able to see some of the stuff. They're not going to understand the meaning of it. So as a player now, we were talking about LeBron going off and scoring 40 or 60 in a game. you got to have a couple of those games because you got to make a meaningful... Iverson was the king of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you look back at some of those games with Iverson. The, the finals game, the one yeah. that he pretty much beat the Lakers by himself. The only, isn't that the only loss they had the entire postseason? Was that Sixers loss in the finals? I don't know if that's true, but that was the only game they won in the finals, yeah. yeah I'm pretty I sure that's that. the only loss that they had the entire the entire 16 playoffs. and 16-1? Yeah. I think you could be correct. I don't want to say yes, but I think you could be correct. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely spot on with the, with the Allen Iverson stuff. Allen Iverson. I think that was because of a Tar Heel Rick Fox. Yeah, because he couldn't guard him. True. Nah, Ty Lue was guarding him a lot of that game. Yeah. Ty Lue was a great defender, too. It's just yeah. Iverson was just next level. And See, that's the thing, man. We grew up in almost a perfect generation, man, because we're getting to – like we're growing up at the end of Jordan's career. Yeah. And, like, we're going – we go straight into Kobe, Shaq, taking over, and then it's like LeBron. So like, but you the, had meaningful guys in between there. Yeah. You had like your G Hills, your T-Macs, your yeah. Iversons. You had – I mean, there was a lot of great players, a lot of great teams. My argument would be the generation before us had the best. You're watching Bird and Magic 
leave and fade out and Jordan come in. That had to, and then you've got those teams See, here's like the, the thing, Utah man, We Jazz. can just keep going back because you, you go, I mean, right before that, you had Dr. J, Correct. you had Kareem, you had Oscar Rumson, Bill before Russell. That will, yeah. yeah. It's like, when do you stop? I, I don't know. I guess it's just what kind of like what you like to watch almost. Yeah. Like what kind of players you like to watch. I just. I mean, you have arguably two of the greatest players of all time have played in our generations, though. The beautiful thing to me is you always have teams that have those big-name players that win, but you always have those franchises that built great chemistry as far as teams. And so that proves to you you can win in multiple different ways. The whole idea now of you have to have this big threesome to win, yeah. I think it's started to fade out a little bit because now all these teams have a big two and then a great supporting cast. Which is great. I can't wait to watch the NBA this year. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not I opposed didn't... to seeing the big three, though. Yeah, but it kind of it waters down the league because you can't have a, you can't have a whole lot of big threes because there's not that many like right. super, super, superstar players. But yeah, I think you got an you, elite ten. Yeah, and see, you put it now, you got, I think in the East, you got Philly and Milwaukee. I think those are two the two best teams, but I mean, you look right. in the West, the West is wide open as far as, like, good team, great teams go. Wide open, but I think it's going to be really, really tough to make the playoffs. Like, I think yeah. there's ten teams that are playoff teams. And I think there's six teams that can maybe contend for a title. Yeah. In the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, that, that's five, that's, yeah, but I agree. And that's the thing. Like, that's, that's the type of stuff that, like, I want to watch. Like, I want to go into a game and be like, I'm ready just to watch a good game. Like, I'm not yeah. – I, as much as I love seeing the Cavs and the Warriors go at it every year, like it's going to be pretty cool to see teams that we're probably not used to seeing in the finals go there. Yeah, I'd like to see the Cavs and anybody go at it. Yeah, but of course. Um, I was intrigued too. Did you see a couple of people are projecting the Warriors to not make the playoffs this year? Uh, I think that's a bit asinine because I mean, you add D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I don't know when Clay comes back. I'd say around the All Star break, maybe a little after. Yeah. He's it. I already. I just saw a video of him walking the other day, and I'm like, "Well, has, walking with it, it's not that big of a deal." Has he had surgery yet? I'm though? sure he has. Yeah, but he he didn't have any brace on. He was dancing. I have to show you the video. To me, it was very startling because I'm like, "Okay, this tells me either a he hasn't had the surgery yet, which if you haven't had the surgery yet, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Or b he had the surgery well, and he's think, already man, back it's walking. Been, it's been almost three months since he got hurt. No way. Or it's been Three it's, no. I'm sorry. It's been almost two months. So I if he had think a surgery, a month and a half. It was or it was early June. Month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two months. It's yeah, almost right. two months. Two so months. I mean, you got to think he's getting that surgery. Then probably the two right the day after he finds out gets the uh, MRI back. Got to let the inflammation go down a little bit. Well, but I'm saying I he think, didn't get yeah. the MRI for a couple of days because yeah, he, that's when you let the MRI go, or that's when the MRI comes back. Right. And then then you probably get the surgery two three days later. So I mean we're looking at at least a month out from that surgery. I would say. Yeah, I'll show you the video. To me, it didn't look like he had the surgery yet. That's what worried me. So, yeah. but but if this is the case that he's already, then he might be back before. The one that blew my mind is you see the KD stuff. No. KD was shooting in a pool. Oh, I did, yeah. That, like, I granted, he, he's in a pool, right. but still, like, he's already doing stuff like that in a pool. Right. I think that one's more amazing to me than, because. Yeah, the All the Depot videos last year. I mean, all these He was are... laying in a hospital bed, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was a little different. But, but he's but, knocking shots down in oh, a hospital. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. So, you, you've been watching the uh, the basketball tournament? Oh, I love the basketball tournament. Shout out to the basketball tournament, man. I think the biggest thing about these 
tournaments, these leagues, and I told you this from the start, is it gives these players who are former college players, former MVPs of college leagues, former NBA players, current overseas professionals another chance to market their game in the u.s yeah and it's got some great teams i think the coolest thing to me is a couple of these teams are um oh what are they called um alma mater teams but yeah. what's what's the correct yeah, terminology that's, that's right that's that, our alma mater but what alumni are they teams. alumni teams thank you that's exactly what i was looking for um, you've got Bayheim's Army, you know, former Syracuse guys, which they have Jordan Crawford on that team, by the way. Makes me sick. Xavier guy on there. Um, you've got the Golden Eagles, you know, former Marquette players. Um, Colorado has a team. They're, they're, I think there was 23 different teams in it, something yeah. like that. Yeah, Kentucky has a team too, right? I don't think Kentucky does. Yeah, because they had the team that Cousins is coaching. It has Danny Orton on there. Are they not in it? That's not Kentucky's team, though. That's not a alumni team. That's a team that Cousins is a um, a general manager for. Okay. But it's not a Kentucky alumni team. I thought they team. were playing out, but they have Kentucky players on it. Some of them. Daniel Orton, like you said. Yeah, I Daniel know Orton's one. on there. I, I don't remember another one, though, off uh, the top of my head. I have to look, but I, I could have swore I saw multiple uh, – Kentucky guys on that team. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it, but it's just great basketball, man. It's high-level basketball. I know this goes back to something we had talked about before, but Fran Fraschilla is great on this, man. Super knowledgeable. You know he knows the overseas game. Um, I I think he's got to be my favorite. As far as the guys that analyze, like, during, like, play-by-play or color guys. Commentating in whatever yeah. form or fashion. I, I love what he brings to the table. I think it was him that was talking about it. They were commentating a game, and it was during a summer league, I believe. Yeah. Or I can't remember who said this, but they were talking – they were giving basically a breakdown on how they teach people to be a color guy. Yeah. And, oh, they were interview. it was an interview on that show that I always mention, The Drive, and – uh, they were talking to um, Katie George. Do you know who Katie George is? No. She was she's a former Louisville volleyball player. She was Miss Kentucky, and then last year, she, or the, yeah, last year she was the sideline reporter for the Bucks. Shout out to Katie George. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Yeah, she lives in Louisville. I I mean, you got her now phone she, number? No, that okay. would that would be something I would brag about every day if I had Katie George's phone number. Well, I was trying but, to set you up for a major brag there. <laughs> uh, weird flex, but okay, but. Um, <laughs> No, she uh, she is one of the head people for the ACC network. So you'll see her on sidelines for North Carolina games, Louisville games, all that stuff. Okay. Like I don't remember if you I don't know if you remember Eric Wood as well. Eric Wood's going to be common. He was the center for Louisville's Orange Bowl teams. Okay. Played for the Buffalo Bills for a little while. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be one of those. So that's pretty cool to have some Louisville flavor in there. I'm sure there's North Carolina people that we haven't seen. Are much better. I'm not going to go that far. Well, if you're former Miss you're Kentucky, not. it's tough to beat. That. And she was a sideline reporter for the Bucks. Hey, let's let's be 100 percent real though, unbiased opinion. Probably the chances of a former Miss North Carolina compared to a former Miss Kentucky are well, much Well, you haven't looking. seen Katie George, so I'm not discriminating against Katie George because Katie Just George a, was also a volleyball player, college volleyball player. Hey, come on now, keep it real. Former I'm, Miss I'm gonna, North I'm Carolina. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying you haven't seen Katie George. Shout out to Katie. I, I'm going to do my research, but it's Kentucky, bro. I mean, I'll let you be the judge of it when you do your research. But the the basketball tournament, TBT, is a great tournament, and I wanted to give it a little bit of shine. You've got a couple of guys. Do you remember uh, Maurice Creek, Mo Creek? Oh, yeah. Former IU player. Yeah, IU. 
which I didn't know he actually transferred yeah, after. Yeah, he transferred. Yeah, and he still played. Jordan Crawford played for IU too, right? No, Jordan Crawford was Xavier. I thought he transferred to Xavier. Um, I, you could be correct, but I don't think so. I don't think Jordan Crawford was ever a Hoosier. Um, but uh, Devendorf is playing well in it. Um, you've got DJ Kennedy, former St. John's guy. Just a lot of fun. Travis Diener. Jordan Crawford transferred from Indiana. Really? Yes. He transferred after Kelvin Sampson got fired. Mm. Yeah, he was on the 07-08 team. He played with Eric Gordon. Very memorable player, huh? Well, I, see, I remembered him playing. I was like, I know I remember him playing there. Well, he's most known for me for saying he's the best Jordan ever, remember? <laughs> Would, uh, you know who his brother is? Um, uh, yeah, I don't DeAndre. Know if, no, I don't know if you were – his first name's Jordan. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you didn't catch on to that as quickly as well as hoping. No. I'm almost positive that his brother is uh, – Jamal. No. Mm. You probably wouldn't know. I'm, yeah, I'm actually almost exactly positive that it is. His brother's Joe Crawford. They used to play for Kentucky. Yeah. He came in with Rondo. Was they a, look nothing alike. No, but – They don't have to, but still. He's definitely the better brother, and his brother was high, more highly touted coming out of high school. Jordan or Joe? Jordan's definitely the better brother. Joe Crawford was a McDonald's All-American. Yeah, and was pretty was supposed to be really, really good. And, I mean, he is good in his own – I don't, don't want to give him crap because, I mean, he had a decent career in Kentucky. But he right. never lived up to what he what everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah, but he played for very meaningful teams, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't win a title. There was a good conversation going on the other day on a Facebook group that was talking about Quentin Snyder compared to some of the local talent around. And I was telling okay. you this run league, there were some really, really good players. But he took – you saw him play in high school. You saw him play in college. Yeah. Now I've seen him play after. Yeah. He took a major back seat in the ACC. At one point in time, he was a top 40 high school player, which I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. And they were all saying that Keelan was the better player. Well, now – I mean that. Well, no. When they came out of high school, it wasn't close. Keelan wasn't even ranked in the top 100. Right. And they always said that Quentin was the better player, and Quentin always got all the pub when they were coming out of high school. But the, here's the thing: the the thing about both of those guys is neither one of those guys ever really talked. So it wasn't yeah. like one was like they just didn't talk. Like not, I'm not talking about to each other. They just they're you know what I'm talking about. They're, they're the just not court communication. Yeah, their communication yeah. with it. So. You never really knew what you were going to get from either one of them as far as attitude-wise, other than they were going to be locked in and they were going to play hard. Right. And offensively minded more so. But Keelan yeah. Martin had a big summer league. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about him briefly. I, I just was very surprised by all the conversation. Um, I, Q had a big night last night. He was pretty much doing what he wanted to, kind of controlling the tempo of the game. And that changed a lot of their minds. So fun to watch. If, if you don't have anything going on next Monday and next Thursday – the run league is played over at Old Male Gym. I think their first game starts at 6.30, but they're going to be in the tournament. So it's going to be some good basketball. If you don't got anything going on, go check it out. I mean, heck, I might go with you on Monday. Yeah, I think I'm playing 8.30 to 10.30, hopefully. But I'd, I'd like to go watch it. I'm, yeah? I'm telling you, there's some good – Does it cost? No. Uh, at least I just walked in. It also said, <laughs> you, you know this, early power move of the segment – how many places have you been to me where it says no food or drinks and I get that water bottle in there? Well, I don't know what, what the count we're at now, but it, we were keeping – you were keeping count at least. It's like six for seven, wasn't it? Yeah, Something it was like – I don't even I don't even remember which one it was that said we could that you couldn't. Rub. So, oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he shut that down real quick. He's like, excuse me, sir. So I just chugged the water bottle and said, <laughs> oh. 
Well, that was shirt. vodka, so. No, I'm definitely <laughs> not buying any $6 waters at Rupp Arena. That's probably. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it on here. I'm not buying one of my ice cream cones again. That was. Yeah, you did just, mention it on here. Just okay. Overrated. Yeah. But so last night when I walked in, there's two police officers sitting right there, and I read the sign walking in, no food or drink, and I'm like, oh, great. That's good. So they're just sitting there staring at me like, good evening, officers. How are you guys doing this evening? <laughs> <laughs> drew, the, drew their attention away from the water bottles. I, I can dig it. And I'm sure you can imagine, you know, the, the crowd that is in there is not they're, – they're not expecting me to walk in there, you know, type of deal. So it was um, a fun – event to go to but i stood out like a sore thumb and then carrying a water bottle in but somehow i managed to make it work so yeah <laughs> the guys were just sitting there staring at me didn't respond to me didn't say you know good evening or anything just, yeah so <laughs> nice so yeah. who's been your favorite team so far in the basketball tournament man so i was wondering i think overseas elite has won four years in a row yeah. i think you have to pretty much say they're the favorites but they are not that impressive they've got jeremy pargo who's a phenomenal player um, Bobby Brown can shoot the lights out. Um, what? Whitney's Bobby Brown? Yeah. Shout out to R&B King. Um, you got DJ Kennedy. You got a bunch of these good players, right? But the team that impressed me the most was Sideline Cancer. Sideline Cancer had Remy Abel on it, former IU player, former. Smitty Crush. Really? Uh, I never told you that story. No. Did he go to He Central? went to Eastern. Eastern. So. One night, I'm hanging out out at uh, Matt and Smitty's apartment out yeah. in the East End. Uh, Remy's first year at Indiana. Okay. So, Eastern is right down the street from where Matt and uh, Smitty used to live. LaFontenay, out there on uh, Shelbyville Road. LaFontenay. It's an interesting name of yeah, whatever LaFontenay. it is. It's out there on Shelbyville Road, right past Hurstbourne. Yeah. Sounds French. So, we uh, oui, we. Oui. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. We roll down the White Castle. Yeah. And 2 a.m. White Castle trips. It huh? might have been 12 or 1. It yeah, was it was later. Way. Right. So we roll in there. We're getting some food. And uh, all of a sudden, a lot of people from a prom start coming in. Yeah. Long story short, Remy had come back for his prom to go with a girl at Eastern from Indiana. Yeah. Smitty is like, dude, dude, that's, that's Remy Abel. I'm like, Abel. Okay. Well, that's how you say it. It's Remy Abel. Yeah. And I was like, okay. No, I said Remy Abel. Yeah, it, I'm like, okay. And he, I was like, I'm going to say something to him. And I was like, <laughs> what's he so, going to say? Like, he walks up. He was like, hey, man. He's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, I'm a big fan. Let me buy you a burger. <laughs> and he was like, I just want to say, man, I really loved your game and all that stuff. Like, I loved watching you play. And I, it's cool that you're in Indiana and all that stuff. And it's like, I wish you'd have gone to Kentucky. But, you know, it's fun to watch. Uh, you know, a guy from the city going and succeeding. And he's like, thanks, man. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. Remy went, all right, have a good evening, bro. He was like laughing because Smitty was like fangirling. Yeah. Big time. And I was like. Oh. Hey, he's a good player, dude. His oh, game. I'm, not, I'm not crapping on Remy, but I just thought no, that was a funny story. I didn't think you were at all. I, I thought that was a very funny story. And I can <laughs> see Smitty doing that. And, yeah, being very comical <laughs> with it. But Remy has had a great tournament. Um, they've got Mar- – do you remember Mar- Marcus Keene from Central Michigan? Marcus I think, King. Yeah. Uh, the name Keen, does not ring a K-E-E-N-E, I think. The name does not ring a bell. I think, you know, uh, Chris Clemens, who we were talking about last year? Okay. I would compare his game to that high-volume shooter. I think he led the NCAA in scoring one year at Central Michigan. 
But those three are kind of their main pieces, and then they've got a lot of role players who are phenomenal players. I think that's what makes that overseas elite team so so good in, in the years past yeah. is they've had a couple of good players and then a lot of players that just play really well off them. They play hard too, yeah. man. Like they just – all of them compete. And uh, they said they don't practice. Overseas elite doesn't practice that much. The team that underwhelmed me the most – I know you were getting ready to ask me that, so I'll go ahead and give it to you – the Aftershocks, the Wichita State – Shockers. Well, who do they have? Everybody. Clean Anthony Early? Yes. Ron Baker? No. So they just don't have Ron Baker in uh, your boy's Bambley. life. Yeah. Shaq but, Morris? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fran, um, they have the guy that transferred from Connor Frankamp. Frankamp. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the rosters. I remember. Yeah. That guy was losing his hair in the Derby game. You remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> he was. Yeah, his hair was already. He was already bald in the Derby game. Hey, he's surprisingly athletic. He is, and he his can game. Shoot. You know, he played with uh, the Lakers summer league this year. Now played as a this year. Yeah, played. Shout out to my boy Fran Fraschilla for giving me that knowledge. <laughs> my homie got him on speed dial, but uh, he did not play that much. So maybe played as a uh, generalization. He was on the roster. Correct. But he, I he think did. He pulled a VJ King. Who did he? He was on the Knicks uh, summer league roster. Wow, you didn't know that? I did not. Yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah, he didn't play, but yeah. Yeah, but I think v, I told you VJ always kind of impressed me. Now, why he left, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not surprised that he left, but I would have gone somewhere else in the college game. Um, but VJ will have a, a professional career somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, great tournament. Beautiful setup, two million dollars championship prize. They had it's some moved in, up. It started as a million, right? That's yeah. right. And uh, they had some in Lexington. I would have loved to have seen that. The championship is getting ready to start now. It's in Chicago. Would love to go to that. Not going to, but love to. Um, tickets seem to be doing well. A lot of these former coaches are coming to these games. Kind of like the big three, where you can meet all these guys too. So yeah, shout out to the TBT. Yeah, sponsor the podcast. Yes. So, I don't know if you noticed, but football started back up yesterday. I did notice, unfortunately. Yeah, Broncos and Falcons in the Hall of Fame game. A real nail-biter. Yeah, I I was telling you before the the podcast, though, that I was listening to a radio show the other day on my lunch, and uh, a guy, it was Wednesday, I believe, because the game was yesterday. Yeah. And this guy came in and dropped some knowledge. And he said, so the game started out and the Falcons were uh, – Two-and-a-half-point favorites, or two-point favorites. Yeah, and which then, is crazy to me that you even have lines on preseason games. Yeah, people do, people oh, will yeah. make lines on snail races. It doesn't matter. I would. Yeah, it's like people bet on anything. Yeah. And he said the line has just shifted, and the Broncos are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. And he gave all these, like, weird facts, and I was like, dude, I almost want to get on Bavada and bet this. <laughs> And I should have because the Broncos won fourteen to ten. Right. So they covered the, the two and a half point spread. They he said they they had won like eight straight preseason games and all this weird factoid stuff. And I was like, that's actually like crazy. This dude knows all this. Yeah. If we bring back lock of the week, I'm kind of worried about your credibility now that you're telling me this. No, because this guy doesn't. He he called it. He's just like a random caller. It wasn't like a dude who calls in all the time. Sure, that's what I'd say too. I mean, I'm going to bring my look at, look Troy at my Walters hair, dude. in My here. hair is lengthy. Yeah, it's getting there, dude. I'm so ready to cut this. It is so annoying. Oh, I can't wait for the mullet. It's so annoying, man. Everybody's going to love it. Uh, maybe. 
Maybe. So I didn't get to watch any of the preseason game. Did you watch any of it? I did. It was a terrible game. I never want to watch a preseason game again. Total of 188 offensive yards oh. for the Denver Broncos and ended 14-10. to 10. And it wasn't like it was a defensive battle. It was just poor offense. <laughs> Nobody played. So, yeah, I, I think I'll pass on the rest of the preseason. Shocker there. Yeah, I mean, I don't even watch any of my team's preseason. I even skip preseason on Madden. Yeah, you guys play next Thursday, I think. Or Couldn't tell you. Maybe Monday. I think the Eagles play Tennessee. Don't care. Couldn't tell you, yeah. Yeah, don't care. Yeah. So, you wanted to talk about something with Mahomes. You said I, I didn't even – yeah, so shout-out to Patrick Mahomes, but he, he has a really cool thing, and this ties back into some of the other stuff that we've talked about on here. But he released a new cereal, and um, it's only sold in Kansas City area grocery chain. It's called High V. Um, it's The name of the cereal is Mahomes Magic Crunch. Now, this is where things get a little interesting. Patrick Mahomes actually came out and said he hadn't tried it yet. Come on, bro. How do you not try your own cereal? You can't say that you've got your own cereal and you haven't tried it. What kind of cereal? Like, have you seen what it looks like? I have. And so this is the other interesting thing to me. And we're, we're breaking down analytical breakdowns on cereal, bro. That's, oh, that's what, we, what we do here. That's what we do. So this is the other weird thing. He asked them to replicate Frosted Flakes but make a healthier version of them. So basically you're making trash cereal. I, I think so. You're making cornflakes. Unflavorful. Now, I'm not a big sugar guy. You know this. I, I try to keep sugar as minimal as possible in my diet. With that being said, there's some things that you got to put sugar on. Frosted flakes are called frosted flakes for a reason, bro. Yeah, I don't want unfrosted <laughs> flakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, he tried to replicate that. He sarcastically said that he could eat some of it during the season. I don't know what his diet is, but my worry this is coming from a man who dips his steak in ketchup. Can we trust his taste, bro? Oh, dude. Can we trust him? So gross, man. Now, maybe he was trying to get that Heinz 57 deal. If he ever doesn't gets... matter. I don't care who makes the ketchup. Ketchup's gross. If I'm getting paid $2 million, let's, let's say $2 million per year, I'm dipping every steak I have in ketchup. I'm not. I am. $2 million. Somebody pay me, some ranch place pay me, I'll dip my steak in ranch. That's an interesting I don't philosophy. dip my steak in ranch, but I like ranch. I don't like ketchup. Currently, you might have just started a trend for people who Maybe. are going to hate you. Maybe. I mean, that's fine. I, I'm just saying ranch is definitely the... Hey, blue cheese is good on steak. Like blue I've cheese seen blue crumbles. cheese crumbles. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I need to try blue cheese, man. I, yeah, you I do. just Here's the thing. If it's going to be blue cheese or ranch, I'm always going to choose ranch. But uh, I, need, I need to see. That's the thing, though. I've never ventured out and tried it. Yeah, blue cheese is like a better version of ranch. So once you try it, you would never go Doesn't back. Doesn't it have cream cheese in it? No, blue cheese. So it's oh, so it's uh, so it's moldy. Yes, moldy cheese. Delicious, moldy cheese. I don't know. Maybe I'll just try. Delicious. Oh my moldy goodness, cheese. dude! That yeah, it's definitely gonna be Goat on my list. Goat cheese is delicious. So where do you think Mahomes cereal? What is it called? It's called Mahomes Magic Crunch. But this is the crazy. Mahomes thing. Magic Crunch and it doesn't have sugar in it. Yeah, Get the heck out of here, dude. And the magic part. He's about I mean, to move. On. I'm about to move into my beef. Is it? Re- I contemplated this all, but this is where it gets crazy. Well, this part isn't crazy, but it, it sponsors his foundation, 
15 in the Mahomes. I mean, that's a pretty decent name for yeah, your foundation. Yeah. And his foundation um, is kind of unique because it supports initiatives that focus on health, wellness, communities in need, and other charitable causes. So unlike any other foundation <laughs> or every foundation there, you just paint that spectrum as wide as you can with yeah. your paint, paintbrush. But this is the part that was interesting to me. So boxes are currently posted on eBay. You know, just a typical cereal box, what we see for $33. Blew my mind. Why would, like, why would you buy a sugarless cereal? Well, it's probably more because Mahomes is on it, not just because. Just go to and, Kansas City. Yeah. Spend a little more gas money and get it. Well, okay. I got a deal for you, bro. 12 of them on there for $315. No. no? I'm not buying one for $3. I would not either. But shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Pretty cool, interesting thing that ties into our serial tournament bracket. So I thought we should mention that. Where would right. he? Where would he? He'd definitely gone out first. He wouldn't have made the list, in my opinion. Yeah. Blueberry morning, way better than Patrick Mahomes. I still need to try that crunch. stuff. I saw it not yeah, that long ago at, at Kroger. Listen, you want to talk about the most delicious? Well, I mean, I believe. Shout you. out to John, a yeah. fellow Blueberry Morning alumnus. Alumnus, like you guys graduated from the University of Blueberry Morning. Well, that's the UBM, baby. We never would graduate from it because it was always (laughs) delicious. Fair, fair statement. Yeah. So I I saw a uh, a video the other day, and it's gotten to the point now where more often than not, I disagree with Colin Cowherd. There were some times when I would agree with him. I can't believe I'm admitting that, but. Now it's gotten to the point to where I feel like he has become Skip Bayless Jr. Oh, he puts his opinions out there. He puts them out there in an interesting perspective. But I have to say I agree with something that I saw he said the other day. And I would say I would agree, too. Drop, drop some knowledge on him. What did he say? So, recently, Ezekiel Elliott has said that he is going to hold out of the Cowboys camp. Of the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys camp. Dallas Cowgirls if they don't extend his contract and pay him more. Right, which he still has two years on his contract. So that's two years on his rookie contract. Is he one of the best running backs in the NFL? Probably. Yes. I'm not going to say yes. Here's the point. I don't like the Cowboys either. I I actually put a list out the other day, and it was like most overrated team. I always think the Cowboys are overrated. They're always talked about because they're America's team. They're always talked about. They got a lot of good young pieces, unfortunately. But, I mean, think about how positions. much they've t- been talked about in our lifetime, and they've, ne- they've not done anything. Well, they did win with Emmett and Dion. That was and back in the 90s, though. They've still Bateman. been doing it since Romo was there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we were around the first in the 90s. Round. Yeah, so. Or at least I was. Yeah, I was as well. So, he, Colin Cowherd's points were, I would trade him. And then you think, why would you trade Ezekiel Elliott? Well, his, draft, or his trade stock is not going to be higher than what it is right now. True. My but, good friend Two Chains would say. Yeah, but here's the things that you got to take into account. Think about all of the off-field stuff that he's had. Judicial issues, as he yes. referenced. Yes, judicial issues. He had the the uh, the fight this past year in what was a club in California or Vegas or something. He had the the accident, which just came out was even more stuff the other day uh, before a playoff game. Um, he had the what was a domestic dispute as well. He was lifting a shirt of a female on a... Yeah, so, I mean, he's had a lot of stuff. And then he also brought into an account that something I never thought. He goes, think about how many carries this guy has on his body already. 
And outside of Adrian Peterson, who seemed for one at one point in his life was an ageless wonder. I After think he you, still is an ageless wonder, dude. You still get you he get still to had a certain, over a thousand year, uh, yards last year, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. That'd, that'd be something to, to look up. I don't I don't know that for sure. But that that it's very what I'm getting to is it's very rare for somebody to yes. keep playing well as a running back because you take so many hits. I've always heard after the age of 30, you are done. Yeah, like not even close. You're done. And it doesn't matter who it is. Even look at Gurley. Gurley is one of the guys who you would consider one of the best running backs in the league. And with what he had going on last year, he was pretty much replaced by C.J. Anderson. So he's he, also over his, 30, though, so that doesn't really help my argument. But. Yeah. <laughs> so Colin Cowherd's point was trade him. Right. You could get a lot of pieces. Now, I mean, this since then they signed, what, Alfred Morris? Is that who they signed? I don't remember. Yeah, they signed Alfred Morris the other day. Home run hitter. I mean, it's not like, is that a huge pickup? No. But, I mean, you trade him, you could get other pieces in other areas that are going to be great. Yeah. Or even get a first-round pick and get a running back next year. Or he mentioned what they did with DeMarco Murray, you know, yeah. former Eagle. I would give him a shout-out, but he was trash. Um, <laughs> major trash. Hot, stinky trash. But, yeah, I, I would personally trade him as well, too. Yeah, I mean – it makes sense, and I'm sure Cowboy fans aren't going to want to hear that. Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Yeah, he said he did say that a lot in that in the uh, clip. Thirty million times, and I'm not even sure I know what that means. Hogs are bigger than pigs. Yeah, but pigs get fed. Yeah, so you feed, feed them. You to- feed the pig to get it big. Mm. Hogs are getting slaughtered because they're already. So is he trying to say you need to hand them the ball a lot this year? No. Oh. I don't know why he was saying it. To be honest, I don't know why he was saying it. Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Classic. Yeah. So I, it's weird, man. We need to quit agreeing on everything here. I don't think we agree on anything, but in this case, Zeke Elliott, yeah, you need to trade him. All right. So we had some questions to the Eagles for nothing. <laughs> A washer machine. <laughs> what was Jackie Moon? Yeah, Jackie Moon. All right. So we had some questions. Shout out to the questions. Yes. So we will start with the first question here. Well, it's typically how you start. I wouldn't say we should start with the third place. question. I think let's start with the first question. It's a good place to start, right? Yeah. yeah. Never bad. From T. Rail Jones. Shout out to T. Rail. Louisville football future. Do you see Cardinal football competing for a national championship in the next few years under Centerfield? You know, this is when I'd like to say an inappropriate word and then say no, but I'll let you do this analytical breakdown, okay? All right, so um, anybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm a huge Louisville fan. Yeah. And knows that... You were good with the Satter. I am good with Satterfield. Did I want Brom first? Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to be one Shocker of those people there. that act like I didn't want Brom. Yes, I wanted Brom. Uh, I feel like Brom was in a more immediate thing where now the more stuff I see about Satterfield, Satterfield may be a better long term. But again, I'm not going to crap on Brom because I would have taken Brom in a heartbeat if he came here. How many years has Brom coached, by the way? Brom is, this Roughly. is uh, I know I'm you on the spot. Brom's about fourth year. At Purdue, all of them. Uh, Purdue, this is his third year. Okay. And he coached one or two at Western. And correct me if I'm wrong, they went six and six this year? Yeah, which if you knew what Purdue had in yeah. It would, that's a great season. <laughs> like, as bad as that sounds. Like, 
That's they were horrible, dude. And I didn't yeah. realize how bad they were. And I'm not trying to crap on Purdue because I know Daniel listens to this, and I'm not. Daniel's the one that like was telling me this stuff. Like, right, they were, oh, dude, they were bad, bad. Yeah. Like how Rutgers is now in the Big Ten. Like yeah, that back bad. until Breeze. Were they any good when Breeze was there? Yeah. So, I mean, that's been a while. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, – what's his Kyle Orton in between there, too? Do you remember Kyle mm, Orton? Yeah, Chicago Bear. Yeah, Kyle Orton was there as well. Uh, so, here's, here's, my, here's my answer. Um, no. I, yeah. I don't think we will compete for championships. I think, the, I think what uh, as a Louisville fan and a Louisville football fan, this is the kind of mindset that we should have. Think of what we had with Lamar, okay? We were in the playoff in the playoff conversation because we had Lamar and we had we had a really good team. I think we should want to be in the conversation for the playoffs or a New Year's Bowl every 3 to 4 years in those other years 7 8 wins. If you're in the conversation for the playoffs, I don't you're think in the gonna, national championship conversation, no, buddy. No, because think about the year we, Lamar won the Heisman. Playoffs are four teams. If you're one of the yeah, best four we were teams in the, in the country. We were in the playoff conversation, and then when we lost to Clemson, yeah. and then we faltered down this. I'm talking about we'll be, we'll be in there at some point during the season. We'll have a really good team. But here's the other thing. How many seasons? But here's the – one out of every four or five. No, no, no. I'm saying how many seasons until you're in that conversation because you sure as heck ain't talking about this year. No, no. This year we might win five games, maybe. Yeah. I don't want to give too I'd much I'd like to on. win six at North Carolina and get a bowl game. I'm sure you'd like to win six and get Absolutely, a bowl game. Because I would not only do that, I would also win $20 from John. Because hey. John thinks that Satterfield will not lead us to a, a six and six record at some point in the next three years. Wow. Yeah, so – and it's twenty dollars on the line. Twenty bucks, yeah, twenty bones. I think you might win that bet. I'm six I'm, and six. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Six and six at some point you need in the next a three years. Favorable schedule. Well, see, here's the thing that I said: we need, we have to make a bowl game. And right. I said, and if we make a bowl game where it's one of those years where they let a five win team in there, I'm, I said that will not count for my bowl. I said I'll give you that. I, I got like, a right. question for you. Okay. Who's the better hire, Mac Brown, or your boy Singy Satterfield? I would say Satterfield. Here's the only oh. reason. No, no. Here's the only reason why. If yeah. Mac Brown was ten years younger, I would say Mac Brown. Yeah. But Mac Brown's. How long is Mac Brown going to coach? Mac I mean, it's Brown like, has to done me, a it's like Bill Snyder. It's like Bill Snyder going back to Kansas State. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He can't coach very much longer. I'll be honest. I was a big Fedora fan, but I realized Fedora's best time was with Trubisky and Switzer and yeah. Hakeem Nix even before um, Fedora was there, but. Now, seeing what Mac Brown has done to bring some of these recruits in, I'm pretty impressed with what he's done. He, now, will his a, coaching acumen? Yeah, I mean, you got it. That's the thing. He's not going to be there very long. Probably he's, not. And but that, to put the Tar Heels in a position to win in the future would be a beautiful thing. So see, I don't need him for more. I mean, that's Roy Williams. How how long is Roy Williams going to be in North Carolina? Can't be that many more years, but just get them set up in a good position to win in the future. Let somebody else come in, probably Hubert Davis for Roy Williams. Yeah. That's, but, see, that's the thing. You asked me who was the better hire, him, right. him or Satterfield. I think Satterfield because I think Satterfield's going to be here longer. I, that's the only reason I'm saying it. And, I, and if, that's why I said if Mac Brown was 10 years younger, I would say Mac Brown. Yeah. Because what Mac Brown did for the amount of time – I mean, look at their recruiting Texas. class for next year. Yeah. Even at I, Texas, he kind of fell off pretty heavily. But that's Texas, though. 
I mean, look at what Charlie Strong did here, and then look at what Charlie Strong did. That place is just hard to win at. I know Herman's starting to turn it around, but that place is really hard to win at in a consistent because they have so much oil money in there. It's hard to do anything without those guys wanting to put their hands in and say, hey, this is what you need to do. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is there's so much pressure. There's there's arguably more pressure at that place than almost anywhere in the nation as far as football goes. I would say Alabama's up there, and I would say yeah. they're up there, and I would say – Clemson's on the verge of that right now. I would say maybe USC. Auburn's probably in that conversation, yeah. so, I feel Yeah, so, I mean, like. there's, very, there's a very select few that – Michigan. That, yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, there's very select few that have that pressure that you have. I don't even know if I'd put Penn State in there. Because, after Joe Paul. Yeah, after the Joe Paul thing kind of – now it's just like, hey, let's just kind of get back to where we were. Hey, they're nice. <clears throat> yeah, I mean – Yeah, so uh, long story short, no. I don't think we'll be – How was it how long until we contend or will we contend? For Will we contend for a national championship in the next few years under Satterfield? No. Right. I would say if we contend for one, it would be five years. Right. Let him get in here and get everything under his – his stuff but I think we'll be back in a bowl game obviously within the next three years because that's my bet yeah I'd like to see him get a couple of his own recruiting classes in there develop some players build some chemistry yeah and see where it goes I, I do agree with you I think there's bowl games in the future I think L actually has a lot to sell to a recruit so I think you know you will get some good football player recruits in but that's yet to be determined yeah so definitely not on the national championship. No, not in the next few years, no. All right, another question sent from my mother, Paula Yant. She says – Shout out to the mother. What's your dream place to visit if money wasn't an issue? You know where I'm going. I don't. Let's hear it. My favorite country in the world, the beautiful land of China. But you've already been there. Let's name a place you haven't been. China. Because this is a dream place to visit. Yeah, China. So even though you've already been there, that's where you're going to say. Yeah. I would like to go to Australia eventually, but I don't think Australia is like – I've been to the Bahamas. I wouldn't mind going back to the Bahamas. Um, been to Hawaii. I, I think China – you go to Hawaii? With work. Light up toys. Nice. Yeah. Sold some bubble guns there. It's a good time. Long flight. Four and a half hour, five hour flight from California. Yeah. Very surprising. Um, but I'll tell you what, a lot of the places that I went, it made me enjoy America a lot too. Like we have it pretty well made here. So China is the one place right now, if you ask me not, no money into it, you know, no anything else. If you could ask me if I could go anywhere right now, I'd probably go to Shenzhen, China. Okay. Mine, I'm going to give two. Yeah. Uh, Dubai. Yeah. I would like to go to Dubai. I think Dubai has always looked pretty cool. That does sound pretty cool. And the money stipulation in there yeah, helps that a lot. Money's not an issue, yeah. Yeah. And Dubai is lit, bro. Tokyo. Do you remember that? Dubai is lit? Yeah. I don't think so. You'd have to look it up. When you get done, type in on YouTube, <laughs> Dubai is lit, and you'll, I'll have you'll to crack do that. up. Yeah. But the other one's Tokyo. I don't know why. I've, just, I've always wanted to visit Tokyo. I thought yeah. it was always a cool-looking city. It's where we flew into to go to China, and it is a very cool. It's heavily populated, pretty expensive, so money helps you out on this too, but very unique culture. Yeah. Very te- technological, technologically advanced is the correct terminology, but I like that answer. Dubai and Tokyo are, are good answers. Yeah. Interesting food over there. 
Yeah, that would probably be where my that would kind of suck for me. Yes and no, because I'm telling you, you don't like American version of Chinese food. Yeah. And I know, obviously, Japanese food is much different than Chinese. But the food when I went over there is nothing. I'll give you a quick story. We actually sat down one night, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pay for the entire meal. We had like 12 people with us. And it was just I was very grateful to have the opportunity to go over there. These people were showing me around the country. We were having a good time. I said, I'm going to buy the meal. They said, it's tradition. If you buy the meal, you have to order one thing off the menu. Well, come on now. I don't know anything on the menu, first of all. Second of all, I, don't, I can't read the menu. Third of all, I'm just going to point and pick something, right? So, of course, you know me, I'm, I'm used to American Chinese food. Well, what's one of my favorite things in American Chinese food? Lo mein, the noodles. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I order, I order what I think is noodles and what is lo mein. And they bring it out, and they are mad. The people there are, like, not mad at me. They're mad at the server for bringing it out. And I can't understand what they're saying, but they're basically, it's translated to, what are you doing bringing us that, disrespecting us? And he's basically saying this white dude ordered it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, noodles over there are supposed to be clear. So, like, um, almost like Thai noodles, you see. But, yeah, I caught a little bit of flack for that. But food was very good. A lot of fresh food over there. There was some weird things that I did get to eat that I won't go into details of. But, yeah, food was good overall and inexpensive. And you did have Papa John's. You did have McDonald's. You did have KFC. I think those were the three major places over there. They were a little bit different than what we have here, but they were still pretty good too. So, yeah. Food, you'd be all right. So we got one more question. Shout out to one more question. This came from another avid listener, Mr. Matthew Talley. Matt Talley. Shout out to Matt. He sends us and he writes, Since the NFL is here, do you cheer for your fantasy team players? To do well against your favorite team, or do you cheer for your favorite team? He and, says, personally, I cheer for my fantasy team. And this is a great question. Yeah. I think this is a highly asked question in a lot of circles that we're in. I'm interested to see what your opinion is on this. Uh, I cheer for my team, hands down. Not my Which fantasy team, team my, the yeah. Patriots. I want my players to do well, but I'm not going to cheer for them. I want them to do well and my team win. You know what I'll do? I will literally not even play those players if they're playing my team. Oh, man. Yeah, I won't do that. No, I would do it because it's like you said, I want to cheer for my team, so I'm not going – I'll just – whatever it is, I'll take the L. I'll cheer for my team to do well or my team to win, but I'll cheer for my guy to do well. I won't draft a Cowboy. I won't draft a Redskin. I have drafted a Giant before. I think Victor Cruz was who I drafted, actually. Okay. But that's the only giant that I recall I cheering for. I thought you were going to say Andre. No, I think actually Hakeem Nix. I was is Andre the giant. Yeah, shout out to Andre. He's no R.I.P. Andre. You can't give him a shout out. R.I.P. Right? He's passed you can, away. You can give dead people uh, shout outs. You can. Yeah. I feel like that's a little disrespectful. Not really. Two pack. See, that's disrespectful. Um, that's not disrespectful. That's not how you say his name. I had an interesting conversation. Somebody said that Snoop made his career the other day. So I, I We agree. won't go into that. Yeah, that's, that. Oh, my goodness. But more of the story, my answer to this is no. I'm cheering for the team that I want to win over everything. Now, when there's heavy amounts of money involved, I could see how that would persuade you. But the Eagles all day, every day, till I die. Yes, Patriots. Which I moved up and got better seats, by the way. Shocker there. No, it's because of that 
the uh, promotion where you had to buy yeah. ten more tickets for seventy two dollars. No, I just bought tickets to another game. Right, and it gave me better seats. So you ready? You ready for power move? I'm ready, bro. Who you want to? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I, I do one of yours first. All right. So I know you appreciate this one because you're a golf guy. I love golf. Wish I could play it more. So um, the Ryder Cup's coming up. Right. And love the uh, Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup was formerly at one of the golf courses that my uncle used to work at. It was here too, right? Cup. Wasn't it here at uh, Valhalla? Valhalla? Yep. Well, I went to it. Nice. You would, did you go to the actual thing or did you go to a practice round? I think both. Me, Mo, Troy, I think Greg went. Nice. But I think we went to both. Um, so, Webb Simpson. Uh, Shout out to Webb. One of the worst shanks I've ever seen in PGA <laughs> history as well, too. Was a little upset that uh, he wasn't mentioned in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. And uh, Tiger Woods kind of clapped back. And my power move goes to Mr. Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods says, you want to be on the team? I'll give you two words. <laughs> what be, were those two words? Be better. Be better. Be better. Yeah, blunt and to the point, huh? Yeah, I mean, be better. Tiger's typically a man of many words. In this case, he's using minimal. I'm sorry, minimal. play better. Play better. Play better, which, which is, is essentially the same thing. Yeah. To be better, you have to play better. Yeah. And to play better, you have to be better. Play better. Yeah. Yeah. And that probably hurts Webb Simpson's ego. And I think Webb Simpson is going to contend for a championship this week. I haven't seen what he did today, but it, before today, he looked like he was sitting pretty. Um, but shout out to Webb Simpson and play Tiger better. Woods. Yeah, play better, bro. Well, that'll bring me to my beef. Power, power move. Power move. Excuse me. I'm ready got to get them. out of here, man. No, I've got them written down out of order. That's my apologies. Mm. But my uh, power move is going to be the man, the myth, the legend, Zion Williamson. Oh. Zion, uh, I'm sure a couple of people saw this that I posted it, has made $95 million before he has even played. In- it's five more in LeBron signed. Oh, no. This is his rookie contract and his shoe deal. So LeBron's was seven years, $87 million for a shoe deal. I thought it was 90. I thought we had this discussion before, and it was 90 exactly. Seven-year, 87. Trust me. Was there could have been $3 million in incentives that he could have got, but but seven-year, 87 million. So this million. is part of Zion's rookie contract as well. That's both. It's guaranteed money. So it's his guaranteed rookie contract, and it's his guaranteed shoe contract. Because I thought he signed a $95 million Jordan deal. No, $75 million. Seven, why did they mention $95 million then? Because seven years, $75 million for the shoes, plus his $20 million rookie contract equals $95 million he has made before he's even played a uh, NBA regular season game. And he signed with Jordan Brand. You mentioned that. He took that deal over multiple different offers. He had Puma on the line. He had Lee Ning on the line. He had Anta on the line. He had Adidas on the line. Lee Ning offered him $19 million per year to sign with him, and he took the Jordan deal. Puma was offering him a lot too, right? Puma was offering him about uh, $18 million. Anta was $15 million. Adidas actually rescinded their offer. I don't remember if you uh, 
um, or I don't know if you remember the Sonny Vicario film talking mm-hmm. about the shoe deal with LeBron and how Adidas had originally told him there was going to be a hundred million. Then they came to the offer with sixty. That's basically what happened with Zion again. So they didn't learn from their past. So they actually that never. Surprise me, Adidas is garbage. Craziest thing about it, Adidas had him at his Spartanburg high school and his AAU team. He was sponsored by Adidas, so we already had a history with Adidas. Um, they also built a playground. You know how like the. Um, uh, what's it? Romeo Langford Court, yeah. close to my house. They built one in Spartanburg for Zion, colored it, themed it, everything, and then they pulled Bryson out. Tiller. Yeah. But I'm saying this was Adidas doing that for yeah. Zion to try to get him to sign. So power move, Zion Williamson, $95 million, never played an NBA season game. He could literally just quit, never play again, and be a $95 millionaire. That's the power move that yeah for sure the power move of all power moves so um i have two power moves today yeah what's your second power move first one was pretty good i one-upped you can you one-up the 95 million so you've been to bats games at slugger field that's correct or you've been to you know fairs and stuff where they have those those booths that you can throw the ball and then you you know see how fast you're throwing the ball and stuff yeah Notorious for those. Who you are? Yeah. Well, for throwing like fifty-three. Well, I'd say like fifty-nine. But All right. sorry, in, in so, that ballpark, sixty-three on a good day. So, did you see the video of the guy at the A's game the other day? I did not. I, you know, I don't watch many Oakland games. Nathan Patterson is a now is now an Oakland Athletic. Shout out to Nate the Great because of his brother's Twitter video. Showing him throwing pitches in this booth. Yeah. Guess how much? Guess how fast his slowest pitch was. I'm gonna he say he threw about six pitches. Eighty-nine miles per hour. Ninety-two. Ooh. The dude, the, top, the dude topped out at ninety-six mile an hour. Nate the Great dropping bombs. So because of his brother's tweet, yeah, he is now signed a major league baseball contract. You know what the real power move is? What's that? His brother changing the radar gun to increase by 10 miles <laughs> yeah. per hour. That's the real power move here. Yeah, it's like the rookie when he throws it past that, yeah. that thing. Yeah, something like that. I love it. So that's my, that's my other power move. It's a good one. Shout, shout out to Nate for getting, and, and that's a feel-good story. Um, I, I would say Moneyball, if you see what I did there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know if you recall, but Moneyball was about the Oakland A's. Nate the Great's getting paid to play for – I shouldn't have to explain this to you. Yeah. You're a sports podcaster, bro. Yeah. So, what are we ready to move on to beefs? You got another power move? No, that's my power move of the day. All right, so we'll go to beefs. Yeah. All right, I'll go – I guess I'll go first again. Uh, you know, I cordially invite you to go first. How many beefs you got? You got one or two? I got a beef that's going to one-up you. I don't know. I got two of them, so it's going to tie. Okay, that's fair. So my first one is with Roger Goodell. Surprise, surprise, right? Shout out to Roger. Come on the podcast. Here's my beef with Roger Goodell. We're on a first-name basis, so I can call him that. So Roger Goodell decides that he's going to be a jerk. Roger can do that from time to time. I don't know if you saw the cool video the other day of Steven Jackson getting that handoff at the Rams camp and you know doing a spin move and running to the end zone. He signed a one-day contract with the Rams so he could retire as a Ram. I think they really might need him in the playoffs again this year. 
<laughs> Maybe so. So Steven Jackson signs that one one day deal with the Rams. He didn't even bring his wheelchair. No. Mm-hmm. And then Roger Goodell has the nerve to send him a drug test. I definitely would drug test Steven Jackson. You're drug testing the dude who just signed a one day contract. Yeah. It's a joke. Roger Goodell, you're a bum. Now, Come on the podcast, though. In defense of my good buddy, Roger. The, the, we're not defending Roger Goodell on this. No, he doesn't He's send out. He's probably the worst commissioner there is in sports. Well, Adam Silver's the best. So yeah, he's the NBA has consistently Adam, so. had the best commissioners. Besides, man, I was looking at the fines the other day. They find a lot of people very the often. NBA? Yeah. Like the tampering stuff we've talked about before. Yeah. The, um, there's just a lot of interesting fines. That they, make, they make a lot of money to be finding these people. Yeah. But shout out to Roger. Shout out to Steven Jackson. <laughs> shout out to Performance Enhancing Drugs, PEDs. I know what that stands for, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know PEDs are very important in today's day and age. But that'll bring me to my beef. So my beef, I've got to be a little bit sensitive, okay? We're not going to drop any names. We're not going to give any details. But what we're going to tell you is when you're giving somebody a present or a gift, please make sure it's not expired, okay? So my beef is... Is expired? Expired. You know, this could mean a couple of different things, right? In this case, what I'm guessing or I'm alleging to mean is you do somebody a favor. This person's a very financially savvy and financially well-off individual, right? You do them a big favor. You help them out. You've done it for years in a row, right? This person reciprocates with a gift card, typically, of nature. This is all allegedly. Oh, man. I can... <laughs> And so the conversation goes this year. Appreciate you. Thank you. Here's this gift card, right? So I look at it. It's kind of like a weird-looking gift card. I'm like, man, that's kind of, you know, don't say anything. Oh, you don't have to do that. You know, give, give the typical rigmarole. Start reading it. It says, come back for another visit and take $20 off your meal. So I'm like, okay, first of all, this isn't a gift card that you went and bought. This is some gift that you were given and you're passing are you gonna give this person's line. name i'm not but i would love to and then i turn it over and look on the back and see that the date is 6 20 2018 <laughs> oh <laughs> it is expired as expired can be and so luckily i was also given you know i'll even give you the name of the place a free blooming onion. Which shout out to my pops. My pops loves the blooming onions. At Outback, anywhere. I mean, Outback is where they have the blooming onions. But he's a big onion ring fan. So yeah, needless to say, also expired as well too. So <laughs> beef of the week. Don't be giving people expired. Oh my goodness, that is gold. Classic, and it it makes it even better that this person is so financially well off to where $20 would not even put a dent in anything that they did. They could sneeze out a $20 bill. So you're not saying this person's name, but you're really confident they're not going to listen to this episode. You know, if they do, I feel like they deserve what it's came to them. I'm well, very then grateful. let's mention their name. I'm not doing that because then I feel like the chances of it going back to them are even better. But <laughs> shout out to the person. Shout out to expired gift cards is what i want to shout out no we're not shouting that's a beef 
That's a beef. Yeah. And so don't be doing that to all you listeners. Don't be sending us expired gift cards. Yeah. Now, I do think that I'm still going to try to use it. So that might end up being a power move down the line. Here, oh, dude, I got an idea. Yeah. Sell it. No, use what? it. And then when they say, sir, this is expired, be like, wow, I got that as a gift. Oh. Make them feel bad. Yeah. See what I'm doing there? Put the pressure on them. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, man, that's kind of messed up. They did that to you. Luckily, well, I've got some friends in higher places at Outback. You know what I'm saying? Do you know people that work at Outback? Well, the Aussies have great steaks is what I'll say. That's code language. You're making me hungry, dude. I really want to get some food after dude, this. I do, too. So I'm, I'm starving. Yeah. Um, I wish your brother was in town so we could do a pizza review. Yeah. Shout be out nice. to your brother. And any of them listening could say that was a shout-out to them. That's the beautiful thing yeah. about what I just one of, did. One of the seven listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shout-out. I got a last beef, and uh, I think you and I can both, you know, what's, can the, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? We can both uh, associate with this kid. Mm. And um, it's kind of bogus. So I don't know if you saw this. Uh, but there was a 10-year-old kid that is getting charged with aggravated assault. Aggravated. You know, I, I don't have that on my record. That's not the part that I am... Uh, associating with? Associating with. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that was so, correct. I was kind of worried. When we walked outside, I was going to have to <laughs> make sure you walked in front of me. So there was a 10-year-old kid. Um, Shout out to the 10-year-old Bryce kid. Lindley, Bryce Lindley, soon to be fifth grader. What up, B? It was getting charged with aggravated assault after he hit his classmate with a dodgeball. Bryce trying to get on the record early. You know what I'm saying? You hit him with – you're playing dodgeball. You hit him, you're getting – first off, what kind of arm does this kid have? Cannon. Because he gave the kid a concussion and abrasions is what it said. Abrasions? Yeah, it's like scrapes, I think. No, abrasions to me sounds like his mommy was very sensitive and his mommy was – Let's, you know what? Let's Google what abrasions mean. No, but, abrasions are correct. I think you're... It's just like scrapes, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is mommy was in the nice part of town and very knowledgeable. So mommy said that she, he had some abrasions when really they were just the dodgeball logo on his forehead. It's an open wound caused by skin rubbing. It's a rough surface. So my, my thing is he probably got hit in the head. Yeah. He fell down and scraped, his, scraped something. I don't know. No, I think it was a dodgeball hitting him. You think it get through that fast oh, to where it yeah. scraped off his face again? Hey, some of those textured dodgeballs, man, you got to watch. It out. It was one of those. It was yeah. the. I saw Sharpie pop one of those when we were playing kickball on a kid. He kicked it. Oh, and popped it. Dude, that should have been your power move. Yeah, that was Shout a long time Sharpie. ago. Yeah, he he kicked it and popped it. We were in like third grade. Man, he's Sharpie a was a monster back in the day. I don't know what happened to him because now he's not. I know. But he was a monster back in the day. Yeah. We need another sharp observation. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get him back on. Shout out to Sharpie. But that's my beef. Are you kidding me? This 10-year-old kid is getting aggravated assault for hitting a kid with a dodgeball. Today is a dark day. It is. Dodgeball era. Soft. Understatement. Soft. Yeah. Tell old Jimmy to pick his bridges up, tighten his belt, and sling that thing back. In the next yeah. game, clearly he's out, I, bro. We're he's not... on concussion protocol, dude. Well, he, he might got be a out for a game or two. Yeah. yeah, but concussions are overrated, bro. Come I on. had one. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're so, I could tell you. I had many. There, you know, what I'm saying I'm doing just fine. No CTE over here, bro. 
That, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is with you, dude. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know what? You know what the secret is with CTE. I'm going to give a little bit of knowledge to all of our listeners. If you don't ever get tested for it, you can't ever have it. I don't think that's how it goes. Well, I. That's, sounds, I don't think that's true. I, when it comes to medical stuff, I don't think that's true. It sounds like that could work out. No, <laughs> I think. I think if you don't get tested for it, you'll never know what really happened to you when you're dead. Yeah, I yeah. think we all are going to die eventually. So yeah. this is true. But yeah, CTE. <laughs> so shout out to it, uh, dude. I, I remember I told you I was going to Nashville this past weekend. Yeah, shout yeah, out to Nashville. Got a Love great, me. great story for you, dude. What do you got? So Nashville's a beautiful. Took off city. Friday from work last Friday. Yeah, did you we're get to see your buddy Ray? I did not get to see Ray. He hit me up the last day we were there, but yeah. uh, Kristen went down to New Orleans. Ooh, and, shout uh, out to New Orleans. I yeah, like New Orleans Kristen too. went down to New Orleans, so he had to he had to uh, he had all the kids by himself. Hey, I met T.I. and Flo Rida in New Orleans one time. I've never been to New Orleans, but that's one place I would like to visit. Yeah. A little overrated. Really? Yeah. Tough area, too. Matt, Matt uh, said that he liked it a whole lot. My I brother. Like, that's what I'm saying, but it's a little overrated. Mardi Gras especially. Highly overrated. Okay. NBA All-Star Game, very underrated. I told you, Indy this year. Yeah. And they're like swimwear. Yeah, All right, so, so you see the prices. Uh, that's fine. Press it's a bucket list, bucket list, bro. It's been a bucket list thing. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can't put a price tag on something that's on your bucket well, list. When it's a couple grand, I can put a price tag. On it. <laughs> I'll call up right. my buddy Stephen Jackson and see what's up. Yeah. So Friday, you know, I take off work. Uh, we plan on leaving at noon or yeah. around noon. I get a text. Hey, it's going to be around one. Cool. That's fine. So noon, you're getting to Nashville at what? Four thirty? No, it's about two and a half hours, and they're an oh, hour yeah. behind us. Oh, man. So we're getting there I'm around right 1 o'clock. Yeah. 1.30 if we leave at noon. And you're not hitting Nashville traffic. Yeah. So Daphne hits me up. Hey, uh, we got to do a couple things. It'll probably be around 1. I said, cool. I got to wait for my clo- some of my clothes to dry. I'll roll over there after that and grab some food on the way. No, Shout like, out right. to Daphne. Shout out to the drawing machine. Shout out to Jeremy as well. And Jeremy. We well, so, didn't say that. I can't give him a shout out if you didn't say Jeremy. <laughs> so... Uh, I roll over there, grab some food on the way there for, for me and Daphne, and uh, Jeremy didn't want anything. But when I get there, Jeremy Jeremy's in a meeting. No, I got it. a problem. Listen, Jeremy, when somebody offers you food, you got No, to- I don't <laughs> even want to hear it because you never, every Thursday yes. or every Wednesday, Wednesday, I always call you, hey, man, you want something to eat? No, nah, I'm good. True. No, nah, I've never bought you food. True or false, last week I ate a whole large pizza. Uh, you told me you did, but I, I'm I'm hey, apt to believe you. I'm not saying that you lied. I'm saying I didn't see it with my own eyes, but I believe you. I think you were watching. You were kind of calculating how many pieces do I have. No, left. I don't okay. judge anybody for eating a whole pizza. I've I'm done it before. Saying, whole I, pizza crushed it. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. Rapid fire, greater than sign blaze. Rapid Ooh. fire is really good. Yeah, I told you I had it a couple of days. Remember? I thought that was top that you were going to. I also had top because who's the king of deals? I'm the king of deals, bro. I didn't know you had rapid fire though. I knew you. Yeah. I see. I thought you were just telling me about top. Just I think like two weeks ago, rapid fire had five dollar any amount of toppings you want. Rapid fire is so good. Yeah, so I got good, all man. The toppings like bro. it's almost as good as like one of those chain pizzas. Like I almost might like it more because it's cheaper. Well, it's or like it's not really cheaper it? because yeah. Yeah, it's not cheaper because it's only a nine inch pizza. 
I'm getting the deep dish there, by the way. Their deep dish really? is really good. Yeah. I just, they had a $5 deal with unlimited toppings, and I said, unlimited? Oh, I'm about to take full advantage. <laughs> Actually, I watched a kid pass out in line. Not sure what was going on. I think he was having a rough day, is what I'll say. And ended Maybe up, he was just getting hydrated. Who knows? Well, I think if he was anything, he was maybe overly hydrated. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he had a little snooze on the ground there. So. But, yeah, I would definitely take rapid fire over blaze easily. Yeah. Like, it's not close either. You know, I, I, I've been asked that question before between top, rapid fire, and blaze. And I'm going to be honest, like, I don't have a preference at all. I have whatever is the deal, that's where I'm going. I feel it. Yeah. All right, so uh, I get there. Jeremy's in a meeting on his phone. He's he's on a phone like meeting. Conference call. Yeah, conference call. There you go. Yeah. But it's like his entire company and stuff. So we're just sitting there, and he's Shout packing. Out to his company. Yeah, he's uh, Teespring. Shout Teespring. out Teespring. Shout We've out. used Teespring in the past. So yes, yeah, definitely shout out Teespring. Hopefully in the future again too. Yeah. Sponsor the podcast Teespring. Oh yeah, I'd love that. Uh, so. Um, Jeremy finishes up with his meeting, and we have to take his dog Smokey out to his grandparents. Shout out to Granny and Papa. Shout out to those. Shout out to them and Smokey. And, and Smokey. Smokey. I hadn't yeah. finished yet. Smokey's okay. my guy, man. What about Bandit? Who? No. Okay. No. Just Smokey? So Shout out Smokey, Smokey. Me, me and Smokey go way back when yeah. Jeremy first got him, way back in the day. And Smokey loves me to death because we would eat pizza rolls together. Yeah. I would eat one, then Smokey would get one. I would eat one, and then Smokey would get one. And Jeremy would get so mad at me, but I'm probably the reason Smokey's really fat now. Well, I think that gives him diabetes, bro. No. Okay. So. Could have. We we leave Jeremy's apartment right out to Costco on Barstown Road to get some gas before we leave. I'm not giving them a shout out. And then we ride, we pull into his grandparents' neighborhood off Fagan Bush Lane, out there off Fern Valley. Well, I don't know if you had to give an exact address, but okay. I didn't. So, okay. so as soon as we pull in there, yes, boom, 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 pops up on his dash. Uh oh, no oil pressure. Oh man, Jeremy's got a really really nice SUV. Yeah. 2018 Volvo XC90. Very, very nice ride. I do like those. It's very smooth, very nice. Everything. It's a great car. Yeah. Great road trip car, too, by the way. Yeah, I could see it's, it. It was very nice. Very roomy, everything. Yeah. Flabbergasted because Jeremy had just taken it to tire discounters to get, you know, regular maintenance done to it. Oil change, you know, tires rotate, everything like that. This is crazy. So... We're like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So we pull up to his grandparents' house, and he's like, hey, um, I'm going to borrow your van real quick. It's saying that I don't have any oil pressure. And it says that on the screen, it says he has no oil in his car really at all. It's yeah. like almost at minimum. So he's Which like, is hey, not good for your engines. No. That's how you throw a rod. Yeah. For all you mechanics out there. Uh, unfortunately, I've done that before. I've done it before as well. So yeah. uh, he rides up to. AutoZone, which isn't far in his grandma's uh, minivan or grandma's car, gets a quart of oil, pours it in there, and turns the car back on, still says minimum. Yeah. So now he calls the place. Or he calls, uh, actually, he calls Big O close to his grandparents' house. They're like, we don't know what's wrong with it. We won't touch it because then we would be liable. Makes sense. I would do the same thing. Yeah. So he calls tire discounters. And he's like, look, man, you all did something wrong. I got my oil changed there earlier, and it's now saying I have no oil pressure. There's oil puddles on the ground underneath my car. Oh, no. That whole quart of oil he poured in there was now on the ground under his car. Yeah. 
But more importantly, all the oil that was in there before is not in there. Yeah, so he has nothing. Right. So they're like, oh, wow, um, we'll take care of that. Happened. We'll send a tow truck to you. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to blow your mind after you tell this story. We'll send the tow truck to you. Yeah. All right, cool. Where are you at? Tell them. It takes them an hour and a half to get there. Ooh. So not only were we supposed to leave at leave Jeremy's apartment at noon first, yeah. then we moved it back to one. Yeah. We left about we ended up leaving about two, which it didn't matter. We had all day, it didn't matter. Right. We didn't have any real, real set in stone plans. The more important thing was not having oil pressure. Yes. It takes them do it takes an hour and a half to get to his grandparents' house. We get it up on the on the flatbed uh, tow truck. Was it their own company, or did they send another? They send somebody else. Yeah. But if you just mess that up, wouldn't you say, "Hey, this is an emergency. We kind of need to get this done quicker." We yeah, messed this up. Tow trucks move on their own time frame, but I not agree. not true because mine last week I had a flat tire on my truck and I couldn't get the I didn't I couldn't get the spare tire off there. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, I'll call AAA." Yeah. I told the I was like, "Hey, AAA I, is different." That's I mean I'm sure that's who they called was AAA. Okay. I mean, you tell AAA me. isn't a tow truck company, though. AAA this, is the middleman between. Yeah, but this, I mean, this didn't say tire discounters on it. It right. just, so I'm sure it was somebody they just called. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what AAA does. But AAA is a preferred member because they use them quite frequently. Well, the lady from AAA told them mine was an emergency, and the guy got there first. The guy got there in like 30 minutes. Yeah. What about the one time that you were on the side of the road on. Uh, I didn't tell him it was an emergency. Uh-huh. And I was there for like four hours. Uh, yep. So. Um, the guy gets there, me and Jeremy and Daphne ride over to tire discounters in his grandma's car. Yeah. And we get there. It's all the way on the other side of Louisville from where he's at. It's out on Brownsboro Road. So now you've spent gas money as well, too. Yeah. Time consumption. Time consumption. We It takes us about 25, 30 minutes to get over there. Potential damage to a vehicle. Yeah. So their thing was, I'm not going to say what they think it was. They never told us what it was. Yeah. So it takes the tow truck driver an hour and 15 minutes to get there. It's a, so we beat him there by like 45 minutes. Like it's taking – so like I'm starting to lose my mind. He went on lunch break. He, he calls Jeremy when we're sitting there in the car, and he's like, yeah, sorry, I had to stop and go to the bathroom. Like, okay, that, that's fine. It kind of sucks that you did it in the middle of this, but okay, that's fine. Yeah. He still takes another 40 or like 30 minutes after that. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, the blowout. So he, they get it there. They never tell us what it was. They don't offer him anything. They never even apologize. Tire discounters doesn't. They never even apologize. Yeah. We'll get you taken care of. We'll get you fixed. Oh, you were here earlier. We'll get you fixed. We'll get you guys out of here. Not one time it's like, man, I'm really sorry you had to come back up here. I'm really sorry that it's taking so much time out of your day. Yeah, because they're worried about the repercussions of damaging the engine. They're trying to get you out of there as so, quick as possible. So that's when you say, you know, I'm really sorry, because then you, right, you're not yeah. giving, really, you're not going to say anything when this is obviously something that you all messed up? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say obviously. They're probably also trying to say it was something that he did. Cause that's no, because they, they paid for the tow truck and they did all of that for free. Right. So what what is your thought on what it was? They left the cap off. See, that's what our thought was. Yeah. But there's a gasket that's in the oil filter, and this is what they thought. They thought they either forgot to put the gasket in there or they put the gasket on there 
crooked and it leaked out, which both of those would make sense. What you said, I feel like if the cap was off, though, it would leak out a lot faster. Yeah, but this is a crazy thing why I said that. So my sister had the same issue last week. So she, one day, all of a sudden, she can't start her car. She's going into work, and she's like, she comes in, she's like, hey, my car won't start. Can you come? And this is at like 7-something in the morning. Ugh. I'm like, oh, crud. I don't know. And she drives a Hyundai Sonata. So I'm like, I don't know anything about this. So I start Googling it instantly, trying to figure stuff out. Well, needless to say, my sister being the sharpest tool in the shed that she is, she didn't tell me that she had an issue with her brake lights randomly turning on in the middle of the night and then staying on. So her battery's dead. Oh, shocker, it's because your brake lights turned on to do that. So anyways, needless to say, we jumped it. We thought we had it figured out. She takes it to Ken Towery's. Ken Towery's tells her that she has to replace the alternator and the battery. Now, this is, once again, before I knew that the brake lights were turning on. Yeah. So they're saying that the ampage put out by the alternator is not correct. So she pays $700 for an alternator, a battery, and an oil change. And all of a sudden, I come home one day, and she's not there, and I see this big oil spot. And I'm like, I think it's oil. And I'm like, okay, that's not normal. And then the next day, I know I park in the driveway a certain way, and then she parks a certain way. Next day, I see it in my spot, and I'm like, oh, I know mine's not leaking. So now I know she parked in my spot, and she's leaking oil, right? So I say something to her. So she takes it to the dealership, and the dealership tells her there's no cap on your oil like it was just heating up and just blowing out all over your motor all over everywhere just so the spilled. top cap yeah the bottom drain plug was put in it but out see that's what i thought you were talking about was the drain plug because it would make sense if yeah. the drain plug wasn't in there because there was nothing all over hit jeremy's engine this yeah. was just coming out the bottom so i thought either well, with how much it came out to like that's five, i thought either five the, quarts to come out in a couple of minutes well, who Jeremy's? Yeah. No, his his SUV sat there for because he went to a uh, doctor's appointment earlier in the morning, and then his SUV was sitting in his garage, and then we left, and then he poured that whole quart in there, yeah. and that whole quart pretty much drained out. Yeah. So either a they didn't put the gasket on there, or b they didn't put the cap back on there all the way, or it was on there crooked. But you want to talk about ruining a vehicle, like? Oh, dude, he was in. Yeah, it was. But we got we got to we ended up getting to um, Nashville. I guess it was around nine thirty their time, so ten thirty our time. Yeah. So I mean, it, we lost a good seven hours. That's just when Nashville's getting good. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. We had a great time. I'm definitely going back there. That's a beautiful city. It's a very cool city. I'm not a big country fan. Oh, I hate country music. Yeah. I hate it, but it was still so much fun. Yeah. Food's good. People are good. Don't you have people down there that you know, or is that Memphis? That's who, that's who I went to. Yeah, but we I'm went, saying, where was uh, the food place? Was that Memphis? Oh, it's Memphis, yeah. yeah. He's moving. Really? Yeah. Tony informed Dyers? me. Dyers? Yeah, Dyers. Tony informed me the other day that he is moving. To? Colorado, I think is what he told me. Oh, man. Yeah, so if I want to go down, we're, I don't know. I guess I could still make a trip down there if I wanted to because, I mean, I don't know. He's not my family. Yeah. He's Tony's family, so. Which is one and the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that story where we were, uh, yeah, we were all over the city of Louisville on Friday. Shout out to Tire Discounters. If you want us to clear your name, we'll take a $100 sponsorship. No, nah, we take more than that. Because I'm sure Jeremy's uh, oil change was probably close to 100 bucks. Yeah. So. But just for us to clear his name. No, I'm not clearing her name for 100 Some bucks. Some would say blackmail. We lost, we lost like seven hours because of them. Well, I don't care about what you lost. I'm just worrying about lying in my pocketbook. And I feel like 50 for me and 50 for you, I mean, that's not a bad deal. 
No, I want more than that. Okay, buck fifty. A piece? Okay. Well, Three I mean, hundred bones. How many? How hard are we pushing here? I, I mean, I'm taking them to corporate. Oh. Yeah. Power move. I mean, I don't even know if Jeremy even said anything to him. I would have called him that Sunday. His his thing was, I'm not going to say anything until they fix my car. Yeah. I was like, because at first I was like, dude, are you going to say anything? And he was like, well, I want him to fix my car first. I was like, that's a good point. Good good decision. That is good discretion. Yeah. But we literally, so this is literally how it ended. The guy's like, all right, they got you taken care of. We walk outside. The guy's like looking like Jeremy's going to say something to him, and Jeremy doesn't say anything, and the guy just walks away. That's all that, like, not, hey, man, my bad. He's like, here's your keys. I feel like you could have at least got a refund for the initial That's what service. I'm saying. Yeah. If anything, he should have gotten, the guy should be like, hey, man, you know, we'll take care of you on your next oil change here, or here's the money back for this one, yeah. or something. Yeah, no. try to regain his yeah. customership because you probably just lost a customer. Yeah, it's... He lost, they lost that one. I mean, I'm not going to drive over there anyway, and I'm not going to lump every tire discounter in because of that one. Right. But, like, yeah, if I lived in that area, I'm definitely not going there. Well, while we're on that area, Ken Towery's on Charlestown Road, if you'd like us to clear your name as well, too, we'd be happy to do that for a small <laughs> yeah. fee. Dude, we're ranking in the dough. Yeah. Listen, if any of our viewers and Cluckers have on any, Charlestown Road, if you out. want to clear your name as well, yeah, uh, we'll take better food for one. And money for service for two. Money for two. I'll be paid in chicken wings. Their I'm, chicken's not that good, though, man. Yeah, but I like traditional wings. So I'm just saying their chicken in general is not that good. Well, I, I, you know, I'm gonna leave this up to them to decide. But I think I will like their chicken wings, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going more just because of the deal. Yeah, I always do. I like go on. Yeah, the deal. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're not gonna go there if you pay like. You're not going to go there and you're paying full price. No, that's pretty much everything in general, now, though. Like, now, where are we going to eat at, man? Because I'm hungry. I uh, know. I'm good with whatever. Like, yeah. if you if you say a place, I'm going to say, yep, sounds good to me. All right. So, we're going to have to end this because it's... I'm starting to look um, at a coffee yeah. creamer over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting get, hungry. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for listening. It's It's so funny. I've said this before. It's so funny how you and I will scramble for things to talk about, and then I'll look down, and it's... A lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. Two hours plus. Yeah. I'm not giving you any time because we have that game. Shout out to our sponsor, Crystal Lackey. Yes. Appreciate everything Thanks again for not hitting me in yesterday. We yeah. still won our game. Second second round or third round of the tournament next week. You want to come watch. We played 630 and 730. Shout out to the Beef Beef softball team. Not yet. Still Jeff Smith Marathon. Next session, Ooh. it is Beef Beef. Shout out to Jeff Smith Marathon. Yes, sir. Located in Georgetown. Georgetown Exit. Yeah. Which, heck, man, I might be able to get them as a sponsor. I think I know where you're talking about. Right off the exit there? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Smith Marathon. That's our team. Shout I may out be able to get Jeffy th- boy. I may be able to get them as a sponsor, dude. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. I mean, they used to play basketball at a church up there. In Georgetown? Yeah. Just down the street to the left. Nice. I played basketball at Georgetown Christian a couple of times. Hmm. Down the street to the right. <laughs> I bet that was a better gym. I'm going to have to check out down the street to the right instead. Yeah. Cooper used to open that gym for us. Mm. Shout out so, to Coop. Shout out to Cooper, yeah. So, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we had, we always have fun. These are always good for us. It's it's almost like an escape, you know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. we just sit here and talk about random stuff. 
have fun, get your way from everything else. Damn. Normally drop a movie quote on you, allegedly, but yeah. none for you tonight. So are we going to – let's bring that out back since you brought it up. What? Has anybody noticed that he's been doing that? I don't know. Because not one person has mentioned it. And he didn't do it today because we're not in our normal place where we record, and I don't think we'll be back there anymore. Potentially, probably not. Yeah. I mean, we have some good memories in there, man. Oh, That's yeah. another thing we'll bring up on the 100th episode is, you know, the good memories in the place – we can tell them what we're recording now for the people who didn't know. Well, I don't think we need to do all that, but we'll have to put some pictures of the flooring and everything because I think <laughs> yeah. that'll really bring the stories to life. Yeah, because, hey, the, classic. The toilet. Classic. Yeah. How loud that was. With it. Yeah. It's, I'm going to miss it, man. I'm not going to lie. We had some yeah. good times in there, dude. Perfect spot for it. It besides was. Besides the temperature. Yeah. It got a little stewy in there on yeah. occasion. <laughs> yes, it did. But hey, you know what? We still got some great things for us in the future, man. Big time. We'll figure we'll figure it out. Episode 100 coming it's soon. It's next episode. Don't if forget. you haven't yeah. sent us anything, we now have two of them. I got another one when we were recording. Uh it wasn't it wasn't an audio, but it was just uh a text. Yeah. So, uh I already have another one that said he's going to send me one. So, guys, get them into us. Please. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'd love to listen to them. Do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Get a shout-out on the best podcast around. Yeah. We might make fun of you. We might cheer you on. You never know what might happen. And by the way, we have some potential really good episodes coming up. Correct. I know I say that all the time, but we're on the verge. We have one interview that has said that they would do it. Yeah. And another one that we have a bigger-name guest that we had on recently working on another one for us. Yeah. So... And I hear that BJ Cato guy is going to be on a couple more in the future. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if we can afford him. Yeah, he's pretty pricey. But I, I would um, say he's worth every penny. And here's the thing. You guys have heard these interviews, and more often than not, I've been the one asking the questions. Yeah. We may have one coming up where BJ is going to be asking most of the questions. Potentially. So. And as you can tell from my questions, I've got some good ones. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. We may be switching roles in that one. Yeah, got to so, bring the fun, man. Exactly. So that one is one that I'm actually really excited about, too, if it happens. I am as well, too. I yeah. love the story involved with it. You'll have to see who we're talking about. Yeah, but, I mean, he said he would. We just got to get in contact with him. So we have to talk to him ourselves. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Try to stay cool because it's hot out there again, which I love. I love hot weather. So um, Besides sleeping. Yeah. You already told us that earlier. Turn the AC up to a million degrees below zero. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing to do, man. You turn the air all the way down. Yeah, to all our listeners, what we're referencing is Beef, when he goes to a hotel, he's and this, first to thing be fair, does. To be fair, this is only when I stay by myself in a hotel room, which is for work. Yeah. So I don't do this if someone else is in the room unless I... Ask them, hey, do you run warm like I do? Typically, he's used to hourly rentals, and this time he's yeah. there for a whole evening. But, yeah, first thing he does is go in and turn the AC unit all the way as cold as you possibly can. Yep. And I also turn it to where it's always on. Sh- Shout out to DJ Gatewood, who also did this once and then proceeded to allow me to change it and wait till I went back to sleep before changing it <laughs> and continuing to do it the entire night. By the way, I think the river bats won. I'm hearing some fireworks. Yeah, it must be what it is. I mean, I couldn't figure out what that was. Yeah. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Hopefully you enjoy this episode because we had fun like always. Um, episode 100's next. 
We're almost to the century. Crazy. Beef out. Peace.